Sunday, March 30th, Safe Coke Field in Seattle. Triple H sizing up the competition. Over 50,000 fans have already bought tickets for this WrestleMania, and they're still buying them. Booker, I, I, I think you're a little bit confused about your role in life here. I think you're a little bit confused. You see, Booker, you're going to get to go to WrestleMania, but you see, the fact is, Booker, somebody like you doesn't get to be a world champion. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Ruthless Aggression Era podcast, the only place where we decipher and dictate the era that rose out of the ashes of attitude and went on to be known as Ruthless Aggression. And today, we're on the road to WrestleMania as it's time to look at the Raw and SmackDown tapings as we lead up to the granddaddy of them all. As always, we're your hosts, I'm Dave, and joining me on this road trip towards WrestleMania is the poshish Yorkshire man that you'll ever meet and the president of the Testicle Fan Club, Christian. Good morning. <sighs> People like you don't get to be world champion. <laughs> Are you ready to discuss probably like the most racial? I want to say it's got racial undertones, but it and it's just racist. It's 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 yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know if it's coming across as Booker T. Yeah, you're a black man. Dance for me, or that's what, it, that's what I don't know. Like we spoke about this before we started recording it, and I don't know whether they are because saying the line of people like you, right, so people like you, what are they trying to? Do you know what I mean? Because I see that as people like you. Are they trying to be racist? But people may defend it and say, well, people like you is um, XWCW guys. Do you know what I mean they could go down that? But uh, yeah. People like you. The way I look at it is, I think it's subtle racism, um, but also, I also think, what if it was somebody else who was a white man and he said it to him? Yeah. You wouldn't even look at it like that, would you? Well, yeah, that's so, what I mean. That's what I'm saying. Is it? I believe, firmly believe, it's being delivered in a racial um, context, but I don't know. This one up my to Booker T, do you know, yeah. I know it was John Cena, weren't it, where he goes, what up, ma, to John Cena, so, yeah. I don't know, it's been, Donald Trump's his mate. <laughs> Interesting fact, I looked, um, the other day I did a bit of research myself, and I've looked for, not World Heavyweight Champion, I've looked for a WWE Champion, name me a black one, a WWE Champion. Uh, I don't think, there's ever been one, has there? Nope. He's been mm. well, like Mark Henry's been world everywhere champion. World everywhere champion. Been, uh, Booker T's been world everywhere yeah. champion. I know back in there they were priming Ahmed Johnson, but then they realised that Ahmed Johnson A wasn't very good at wrestling, B wasn't very good on microphone, and C got injured all the time. And he was black. Well, yeah, no, I think he was going <laughs> to be. I'm sure he was being prepped at the time to be the first African American WWF champion, but he kept getting injured by Farouk. I checked a shoot interview from Ahmed Johnson. This is going way before our timeline, but I thought I'd just chuck it in here anyway. Why not? Ahmed Johnson uh, had a shoot on HBK Shawn Michaels, which if you go and check out the New Gen podcast, they do rave about how much of an arsehole HBK actually is. Oh, aye. And Shawn Michaels actually said to him backstage, hey, Ahmed, can you stop doing these high-flying moves? Uh, you're kind of making me look bad. Which kind of does make sense, <laughs> but... Not really. Shawn Michaels being a dick. Yeah, he's a dick, but, you know, 
if if Ahmed Johnson did keep using these high flying moves, yeah. maybe we could have seen him get that bit of a further push. But, you but know, this is the talking like with Shawn Michaels though. The Shawn Michaels that we've got now in the returning Shawn Michaels is that um, is the now I, I've turned to the power of the Lord and I'm a new age Christian and that. Shawn Michaels back in the day. Do you know what I mean? If you were a fan that started watching WWE in 2002, three, and this was the first Shawn Michaels you knew, you'd think he was a golden boy. Yeah, but oh do you, no, back do you in believe the day, it? He were a bastard. Do you, do, you, uh, do you buy it? Do what, you, that he were a dickhead? Oh, do I buy it that he's born again? Yeah. Um, I don't. No. <laughs> no. Right. It may be, but not to the, the, the point that it does. I'm sorry, if you were born again, you wouldn't, for, no, for love no money, and we'll get to it, and we'll get to it in a few years' time, is when it's Shawn Michaels and God versus Vince and Shane. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, if you're that much of a religious man, you wouldn't, because that's, surely there's something in there that, that's, that's not right. No. Do you know, it's not right, is it? Do you know what I mean? Especially anyway, when you have like a spotlight just facing nothing. And, like It's meant to be God coming down, yeah. the, down the ring. But with theme music and everything, and uh, yeah, and God was like, stood on, on ring apron, with spotlight on ring apron. Surely, do you know what I mean? That's bad. And he's supposed to be this big Christian. Yeah. But anyway, that, that, that's, that's, yeah, that's anyway. miles away. How are we? How are we doing? Yeah. What have we been up to since we last recorded? What have I been up to? I've been, I've been overworked quite a lot, like a, like a workhorse, uh, doing 48, 50 hours a week. You know, the working man, getting those, <laughs> getting those pennies so I can go on holiday with the missus. So next week, a week on Thursday, I do go away to the Algarve in Portugal. So I'm looking forward to that. Um... Uh, but to be honest, at the minute, I am getting a bit pissed off with some of the customers I'm going to work. So for people who don't know, I'm an actual restaurant assistant manager or um, a junior. A posh barman, basically. Yeah, yeah, junior manager. Basically a posh barman. Yeah, I will wait on your table. Yeah. Um, but where I work, we work, I work in a place called Meadow Hall in Sheffield. And I work for a, a restaurant. I'm not going to say which one because I don't want you to come stalk me at work. <laughs> but what I do is I look after customers. And a customer came in the other day. And it just really pissed me off. And I thought I'd, I'd get it across here. A uh, customer came in with her daughter um, and, a, and her husband. And they had a, a pint of beer. They had a glass of wine. And they asked for a glass, well, a water for the kid. Now, who the hell gets their kid a water, I do not know. I think that's pretty bad. Even I was a, a shit when I was when I was small. My mum still got me a Coke from McDonald's. So they asked for a, a, a water for this kid. And probably a vegetarian sandwich or something like that. I don't know. Um, so when I got the water, put it in a beaker. Five minutes later, I come back. She's waving at me. You all right? Everything okay? Uh, no. No, no. Everything's not okay. I was like, well, what's the matter? She goes, well, my daughter uh, does not believe that this is water in her beaker. I was like, sorry? <laughs> uh, she was like, um, yeah, she she basically doesn't believe it's water. I was like, oh, she tasted it. And she was like, yeah, she has, but she still doesn't believe it's water. Can you get me a glass, please? So the moral, well, it's not even a moral of a story. It's just, I think that maybe she could have just said to me, can I have a glass of water rather than a beaker of water for my daughter? Because she doesn't believe that you've put water in that beaker. People. Pe Pe people like her don't deserve to be world champion. <laughs> no. People like you. <laughs> Little Miss, fucking my daughter don't know what water is. People like you, not Booker T, people like you don't deserve to be world champion. Ruthless aggression. So we are on the road to WrestleMania. We start with Raw, February 14th. We are still in Canada. We are live from Toronto. 
We had some dark slash Sunday night heat matches to start the show. Uh, Victoria beat Molly Holly to retain the women's title. Why wasn't that on like Raw? Uh, Maven beat Rico. Rob Van Dam beat Stephen Richards, and Al Snow beat the glorious one himself, Bobby Roode. Um, so the show it kicks off. Uh, Eric Bischoff. He starts the show coming out all messed up, cast walking with a limp and a swollen face. Looks like he's been stung by like a thousand bees. <laughs> but as he's talking, you can see, I don't know if he is using his tongue to press out his cheek. Because as he's talking, that swelling goes down like that for some reason. Then when he's not talking, it appears again. Has he legit got a black eye, do you reckon? No, it's makeup. It's not makeup all the way. Well, it depends how me and Austin were. There were some stiff hits there. It, yeah, I reckon one or two could have been. Bischoff he announces that he's banned Austin from the arena tonight, which obviously means he'll appear. Yeah. Uh, and kind of laughs at what Austin did to him last night because he's still standing. Just, I'm sorry, Joe, it's like you get beat up and you're like, well, I'm still alive. <laughs> Joe, if that's the most positive thing you can pick up from this bitch, that you're still alive, I won't be smiling. Do you know what I mean? I can't be thanking the lucky stars that I am alive. Yeah. Um, he announces a 20 man battle royal tonight to determine Triple H's new garden project. Thank God. Thank God we get somebody new <laughs> instead Scott, of Scott Steiner. Yeah, what if Scott Steiner wins his battle royale? Um, Straight away, I'm like, no. <laughs> he, he says that Austin turns up, he'll be met with his personal welcoming committee. So, Rosie Jamal and Chief Morley are the 2003's version of Natalia, Carmella and Tamina then, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Because that aren't a welcoming committee. Yeah. <laughs> Where's fucking Ellsworth? <laughs> Uh, Bischoff says the biggest star in the industry will be at Raw tonight. Who's that going to be? Oh, well, I, I was trying to guess, like, who, who could it be? Who, who, who? <laughs> oh, fuck that. Um, it, it's The Rock. Out comes The Rock. Yeah, suddenly an aeroplane appears on screen. It's the A-team. I'm like, yes, ratings are down. Vince has made a call. The biggest star in the industry. He's been at WrestleMania. Fucking Mr. T walks out. What am I doing here? Yeah. How do I get here? <laughs> no. <laughs> It's Hollywood Rocky. Finally, The Rock has come back to Tehran. He's not quite finished. Tehran. He's almost there. To run his mouth on all your candy asses. <laughs> what about that? Uh, Rocky says that last night he did Vince McMahon a favour and whooped that red and yellow candy ass. He says that Vince McMahon told him he could go wherever he wanted as a reward and he says that he decided to show up here on Raw live in Toronto and says that it was in Toronto that it all started. Hashtag 2017 John Cena anybody. Oh yes. Uh, he says that it was the people of Toronto that originally turned on The Rock, uh, obviously at WrestleMania. And he calls the fans a bunch of mother canuckers, which was fucking glorious. Line. Amazing. Loved it. Um, he says that he's the biggest thing to Canada because um, because the Toronto Maple Leafs suck. A good old local sports team reference. Uh, Edge and Christian used to love that. That uh, when I was watching that, it's been a few times that I see it even now on like 2017 when you get the local sports team reference. Like I'm a heel. How am I going to get over? I'm going to say that your local sports team is shit. Ed and Christian, that got them over, basically, when they did the heel run. You know, they are doing the five-second poses and that. They'd come, out, um, they'd come out dressed as... It was like, imagine they were in Sheffield, yeah? They'd come out and they were performing at Sheffield, uh, Bramall Lane, so at Sheffield United Ground, and they come out dressed as Sheffield Wednesday. So it was that small, easily done cheap heat, but sometimes you can do it. And The Rock does it brilliantly. The Rock, because he, I think The Rock, as we've spoke about with, uh, on the last episode, is the heel rock is 
hundred times better than Face Rock. Yeah. Because Hill Rock just knows how to piss you off. He knows exactly what to say and the right thing to say at the right time to keep continuously pissing you off as well. So when you start the promo and you're pissed because he slagged off Toronto, but then he slagged off your sports team. Within five minutes, he's having to go at your mum and dad. <laughs> he's, um, I think if it was 2017, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and he was looking at 2003, The Rock, Heel Rock, would he not be thinking, what the hell was I thinking when he's looking at his, uh, his fashion sense? Oh, it's good, isn't it? What is he wearing? He's wearing leather, leather chaps and a, and a waistcoat. He, he's got a good fashion sense as old rock hair. Oh, my God. <laughs> Cowboy rock. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking smoking guns. <laughs> Billy and Bart and Rocky. Well, he finishes, uh, finishes off the se- his segment of what he's saying, and he just tells them all, you can all kiss the people's ass. Yeah, he's going to win the Battle Royal and win the world title at WrestleMania. No, you're not. <laughs> Spoiler alert, you're not, Rock. Uh, we get then to our first match of um, Jacqueline versus Jazz with Victoria and Stephen Richards on commentary. Um, quite the dull match. Jazz makes Jacqueline tap out with the Cloverleaf submission, but there was um, a line during this. Uh, I believe it was this match. Yeah, Victoria, uh, she comes out with an insult, which was almost as bad as Tamina's mic skills. And I quote, She may be a bitch. But I'm a son of a bitch. How in the blue hell does that make any sense whatsoever? She's a bitch, but I can slag myself off. Watch this. <laughs> I'm because, a son of a bitch. But son of a bitch is used as an insult, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? You're a son of a bitch is an insult. So you, you're insulting yourself while trying to insult somebody else, the fucking idiot. <laughs> Absolute idiot. Trish uh, makes an appearance in her hometown, jumps on Jazz with a filly of punches. Uh, Victoria runs down into the ring. Uh, Trish kicks her in the head, and the ref pulls Jazz and Trish apart. Um, now, for me, there's just no explanation. I don't know if you've noticed this in the last, like, the last maybe two or three months. There's like no explanation to anything that's going off in the women's division. Yeah, you've got Victoria as a champ. No one's really getting any mic time ish. Like Jazz gets on for thirty seconds saying the bitch is back and all that, but. There's no storyline. It's just run-ins. It's constant run-ins. There's, there's six or seven of them involved in this. Um, but John, you've got Molly Ollie in there. You've got Jazz, Jacqueline, Trish. Uh, what's anyone actually... Victoria, what's, what's anyone actually doing? I think we're still in that. I think we're leading to a ten-woman battle royal at Mania. <laughs> we're still, I, mean? I think we're still in that 2003... Um, You're supposed to be sexy, you can't wrestle. Yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. Uh, and Jerry the King Lawler makes that quite obvious when they're fighting. He's almost jizzing himself when uh, Trish and, uh, what's her name, Jazz are having a fight. Yeah. No, but it's not, it, and it doesn't get taken serious for many, many years. Wait till we get to the, the points of all these random uh, divas showing up after the, the diva, we've got the diva tournaments and stuff coming, so diva search competitions, that's Can't what wait. they're called, aren't they? Mike's going to love that. Look how fit, oh yes. <laughs> Look how, Mike, Mike's have to have just Mike reviewing the whole diva search <laughs> on his own, <laughs> oh, in a <God>. room. <laughs> Um, speaking of perverts, we get footage of Test uh, with the girls gone wild picking the finalists. Uh, we cut to him bragging to Maven how fun it was to do the girls gone wild. And Stacey comes in and complains about Test going a little bit too far with all their GGW stuff. And Chief Molly comes in and says that Test and Stacey will be facing Jericho and Christian tonight. And this is a punishment for laughing at Bischoff last week after Austin beat him. Uh, no Test, this is a punishment for skipping Raw. Uh, granted, you got bumped for no way out, but I've got a feeling that this that wasn't the entire punishment. No, this is the end of the punishment as well. So, because they, I don't think that we mentioned it on no way out. They didn't just miss the raw right. They got told by uh, agents and that bad weather or there was something going on. I think it was bad weather. Come earlier. 
he decided to set off at his normal time missed the show so it's not like he were poorly or anything like that he had his chance to go so yeah fuck you test you and your missus are gonna get battered by vitamin c yeah I'm, uh, <laughs> and I'm, i like test but you don't skip raw i like test but don't skip raw i'm not i'm not i'm definitely not looking forward to seeing this match to be honest i'm not looking forward to seeing a woman get her she's gonna get hurt Bad. Do you reckon are we still in that era? Yeah, it's gonna be awkward to watch for me. I was thinking at the start we'd probably just get a walls of Jericho. I think that's probably the most we're not gonna see Christian Edbutter, but I think maybe a walls of Jericho, do you know what I mean? It's not ECW, Christian's not gonna pick up and put through a table. But we'll see, we'll get there. Um then we get to uh, the Jim Ross and Goldust interview. Amazing. Uh, this is the start of one of the most highly offensive but fucking hilarious angles in WWE. It doesn't last it doesn't last that long. Gold is having ticks and shudders and stuff and stuttering. Obviously, that does go on for a while, but the, the focus of actually being a storyline doesn't stick around for long. It's, it's more for someone for evolution to pick on. Let's get right to the heart of the matter. How are you feeling these days? Question is, after last week's beating, how are you feeling, JR? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll be all right, but I'm a whole lot more concerned about you. And Give us an update. Well, I was electrocuted, you know. There's, you either die or you live. And uh, happily, I lived, and, and hopefully soon I'll be back. Your good friend Booker T said that uh, on a recent interview that good old Goldie wasn't quite right. Uh, there's also been rumors abounding that uh, you have some neurological challenges you're trying to overcome. How do you address those rumors? Well, there's been a, a lot of rumors for a lot of years about gold dust not being right. And as far as Booker T's concerned, he's my best friend. He's been my supporter. The fans have su ooh, 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 supported me through thick and thin. Excuse me? Well, uh, they've supported me. I feel good. I feel as good as... I feel uh, ah, as good as gold. I'm coming back. Ah! G gold us. I'm, I, don't think, I don't think I'm going out on a limb here to say that uh, there's something wrong here. Well, I, I think there's something wrong too. You know, the doctors don't 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 really know what's wrong with me. You know, uh, as, but they say as long as I take take my medication, that 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 uh, you know everything will, ah, will work will work itself out. So, you know, that's that's all I can say. If you had the opportunity to say something to the two men that did this to you. Randy Orton and Batista, what would it be? Randy Orton and Batista, you don't know what it feels like to be on the edge of death. But when this is all over, said and done, you will never forget the name of Gold Dust. The Gold Dust interview, no pun intended. I do think that was absolute gold. Um, <laughs> how the hell doesn't JR laugh his head off? How He's does he not laugh? He's got to be pissing himself inside, yeah. He's got to be pissing himself inside. It sort of reminds me of that Tourette's guy. You know the Tourette's guy? He was singing Angels on YouTube. I sit and wait. Wankers! Does an angel contemplate my fate? Fuck! Tell you what it reminds me of. Did you ever see it? Um, it was a BBC programme years ago with these Scottish guys and it were like they were going to Tourette's help. <laughs> it was brilliant. It was like the more of them you put together, the worse they get. <laughs> so it was like, like documenting this Scottish guy. Uh, 
and they went to this um, they went to this group yeah and you've got like a, it was literally like an AA meeting and you've got the woman who's there who's there the instructor or the leader or therapist or whatever and she's trying to explain something they're all jumping in they're all ticking off each other and one of them just goes like you nosy bastard <laughs> Hi, hello. I'm Heather from Citizens Advice Bureau in Gala Shields. That uh, actually helped uh, at all. Uh, fuck off, so nosy. You'd pr- absolutely. <laughs> and we... Yeah, every time, like, yeah, I, I, I do recall that now. Like, they're in the room, and I, I don't know, like, sometimes I think, are they doing it on purpose? No, they're not. None of them are doing it on purpose. <laughs> you can't say that, man. No, they're not. It's just a mental thing. It's not a mental thing, is it? It's like, <laughs> I'll say that now, but really. Oh, God. <laughs> like, moving on. Touch your subject. Moving <laughs> yeah. on. But yes, brilliant. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We get next match. Uh, Kane defeats Landstorm in a quick match. Uh, I think that's to finish off the feud. Um, obviously, we had the tag team match at the, um, at the pay-per-view. Uh, and I think it's now time for the tag champs to go elsewhere than Rob Van Damme and Kane. And I think these... Bigger and better things on the horizon for Kane, I think, than them fighting in the tag team division. Yeah. I think Landstorm is my new favourite, though. I love it. I always love Landstorm. Landstorm's in my, in my club. I love Landstorm. I just think he's just never been used right. Uh, we go backstage. Orton and Batista talk about how Steve Austin's return uh, not being such a big deal and says that the real big deal is that he's making his in-ring turn tonight. About fucking time. We're getting Randy Orton. We've not seen Randy Orton wrestle for ages. Five months. And I wonder... My first thing that popped in my head was, I wonder if he's ditched. And I hope to God he's ditched that crossbody. Because that's not a main event crossbody. No. And if Randy Orton's going to be a star and be in the top group, do you know what I mean? If he's going to be one of, if he's going to pick up a shovel and dig in and help out, do you know what I mean? He needs to ditch that crossbody. I'd agree. It's not very good. Um, it's, like, it's, 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 it's not main event. It's not main event. And also, event. you keep doing that every night of the year. You're soon going to get crippled. Um, take Hulk Hogan, for example. Um, he just did a simple leg drop and how many wrestled for years didn't I how many <laughs> wrestled for years how many hip replacements has he had well, oh yeah countless oh yeah well that's it if you, you're wrestling every night do you know what I mean a lot of people do for, for years ago until like the. it's not just the the internet but I think when fans got smarter the, a lot of fans got older and smarter and they realised that they weren't just wrestling it once a week or once a month on pay-per-views every fucking night they're doing this and every night they're putting this Abuse the body through absolute abuse. Just a, uh, a side note as well from this segment. Uh, if you look at Orton's trousers, who the hell has ever worn black, black sorry, brown velvet tracky bottoms? <laughs> who has ever worn brown velvet tracky <laughs> bottoms? I think it's a fashion police crime scene. <laughs> we need to call him fucking police anger. <laughs> um, Rick Flair he um, ends the segment. He comes in and says that. Tonight they need to show the world what the, what evolution is made of. Lovely plan. Where's there, Rick? Well, well, to you. earn your paycheck. Then we get it's the battle of the dying days of WCW versus the future of WWE, as it's Scott Steiner and Booker T versus Batista and Randy Orton. It was a good match. Yeah, it was a good match. Um, Steiner was still getting lots of booze though. Because Steiner sucks. <laughs> well, this, he's not he's not helping himself though. Because Steiner is a face here, right? So why would he wear his American flag tights in a Canadian yeah, country? You're not helping yourself. You're not helping yourself. Yeah, but at least slap a Canada. Uh, I know it's that straight away. Slap a Canada flag on there. You're not helping yourself. You're supposed to be the face. Um, towards the end of the match, Steiner, um, obviously Flair gets involved. Uh, Steiner, he pulls Flair into the ring and puts a Steiner recliner on him. Uh, Batista knocks Steiner out of the ring. Orton goes for the crossbody. So the, the, the fucking main event crossbody is still there. But Booker rolls through and gets a surprise pinfall. 
Um, Tony Schiavone is probably sat at home with a big grin on his face that the last two uh, main eventers of the dying days of WCW have got a victory over the future of WWE. And then our next match, we get Test and Stacey Keebler versus Chris Jericho and Christian. Um, with a recap of, and I, I don't, I have to put this out, but go. we always get a recap on this this episode of Raw of how many times I don't know how many times they were a recap, but Austin is going to return next week. Oh yes, oh definitely. <laughs> just in case you didn't know, just it's like it's like today when they advertise the network. Five minutes ago we mentioned network, and just in case you forgot, five minutes ago we do have a network. I, I don't know if I told you before. It's, it's only nine nine nine. I don't even know <laughs> I don't that. Even know that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, so Jericho, he, um, he embraces his inner Jeff Jarrett and pulls uh, Stacy off the apron, banging her head on the edge of the ring. Um, and Jericho and Christian double team test with a steel chair, resulting in a DQ. Um, but it was all obviously, the, as we spoke about before, this storyline, this feud, is built on Shawn Michaels. Yeah. They're using somebody else. This is one of Test. Test is having matches against Jericho, against Christian on Raw. Which is good compared to the test that, granted, the, the probably the best out of test. Oh, I like that. The best out of test that we've seen um, is against the Undertaker. Yeah. Know, when it comes to, I'm, I'm not about matches. I'm not about caliber of opponent. But having a match with Jericho or, or Christian or both uh, combined on Raw is not bad. He's about where he wants to be. But he's being used as a as a pawn in the feud with Michaels because this match was just built up to Michaels coming out. Yeah. Um. They did a good job of this though because, um. First off, I just want to point out something. Um, Jericho, right? Why did he decide? Why did he decide having what all what I can only describe as as a blood dipped ponytail? <laughs> like Maracle pony. A good idea. <laughs> look like Maracle pony. Yeah, he, he... Jericho's going through that. Like, he's going through like a midlife crisis at this point in his career. I've always said that where he grows his beard right long. His hair goes weird. He's like he's got fashion tips off Jeff Jeff Hardy. <laughs> oh God. Um, Test is coming down to the ring as well and Stacey to be fair I think she's a very shit actor if, if you ask me <laughs> yeah. um, but she's coming down and she's shaking like a shitting dog oh yeah she's <laughs> she, yeah. she scared she doesn't want to fight no she doesn't want to fight but it's uh, it's good it's, it's, it, for me I find it far, I find it quite hard to watch like I said before um, I don't like seeing women get beat up she gets put in the walls of Jericho and then Jeff Hardy runs down yeah <laughs> what the fuck do you know what I mean again I keep saying it Mr. Jeffrey Nero Hardy my god you are lost yeah um, your release is on the horizon and you know obviously we talked about it on previous podcasts about you know that the bit with the like, hot, hot lesbian action yeah. and you know the women getting beat up how pissed off would the feminist be right now with Stacey Keebler getting put in a wall to Jericho? Oh, it just won't happen. No, but we're, because we live in an era, and I've, I've said this for a long time, we live in an era now where people can get their opinions to everybody. With Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Um, in 2003, social media wasn't... Do you know what I mean? It's, you could be pissed off about that. If you're a feminist, you could be at home watching or somebody's told you about what's happened on Raw and, or what's happened, yeah, uh, where Jericho's put Stacey in the walls of Jericho and she looks generally look like he's ripping her in two. Um, but you've got, you can tell your mate, you can ring your dad, ring your mum, but oh, oh, you 2017, quick on Facebook, bang, within five minutes, billions of people are talking about it in a negative way. Yeah, you can destroy a company. There you go. Do you know what I mean? Not that's just why, the wrestling company. That's why company. they don't. Look, why do you think WWE's had to go PG? Because they wanted to, uh, well, it all started way back, I think, we're going on the stock exchange because they're now a public trading company. So they want to get proper sponsors in, like they're getting, like they get Snickers in, who's a massive brand, and they pay them a lot of money because they want to 
put their product on, or put their aim at children. So put it on a PG, uh, advertise their products on a PG product. When WWE was like, actually, they, they were selling Stridex pads and fucking Ico Pro. Do you, know, and, do you know what I mean? I think your best, your probably biggest brand was Starburst that they could ever pull in. I think during this time, Starburst and PlayStation. Yeah. Um, also, just a note as well, uh, Christian does do the, do the unprettier. <laughs> kill is, switch. It's not kill switch. <laughs> the kill switch. It's called the unprettier. And then obviously Michaels runs down, makes the ultimate save after Jeff Hardy's been knocked down by Christian. Um, testing Stacy, they're so light back backstage. Um, where, what? Jeff Hardy and Shawn Michaels, are they coming out to attack Vitamin C or are they coming out to save Stacy? I think Jeff Hardy's coming out because he's got nothing else. <laughs> he's got nothing else to do. <laughs> he just stumbled across entrance ramp. Well, I'll run through this. Yeah. <laughs> I'll come down, take take a beating. But the thing <laughs> is, the offense that Jeff Hardy doesn't get in on Christian, like he gets in one punch and then he gets no prettier. Gets beat up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's just there to get his ass kicked. Um, and then we get. Uh, I think that it's. If you look at it as well, it's quite clever what they've done to get HBK over in Canada. And we forgot to add as well that Test was um, handcuffed during all this because Vitamin C handcuffed him to the ropes. So it's like, yes, Stacey, we're going to come and bat you and look what we're doing to your boyfriend. Yeah, that's... Um, I thought it was really good. I, I really enjoyed... I, I didn't enjoy the bit with Stacey, like I said. I didn't enjoy the, the whole getting beat up a woman, but I did think that it worked in Michael's favour. Um, but like we all said as well, like where, where does Test go? Where does well, he where go does now? Where does Jeff Hardy go? Because right? surely the... It kind of, it makes sense to have, why is Test a face? Right? This is what I don't get. Test as a face in this character doesn't work, right? Because there's not enough, the heels are busy. So who's he fighting against? The logical thing would be to have him, but then he wouldn't be able to put into Christian and Michaels and, see, that's it. Why not, with Christian, what's Christian do? Christian's basically the buddy of, Jericho Chris, at the Chris, minute. Yeah, Jericho. So, Christian, so why not have Christian and Jeff Hardy involved in test involved in something away from Jericho and Shawn Michaels? Chris Nowinski, um, he comes out and joins Jeff Hardy in the ring. Um, obviously, this is supposed to be our next match. Um, he gets on the mic, but the sound guy forgets to turn on the mic. Mic fixed, and Nowinski calls Jeff a failure. Uh, Jeff attacks, hit the twist of fate, followed by a swanton bomb for the victory. Uh, but then Jeff snaps and wails away on Nowinski, and the referee reverses the decision in Nowinski's favour. Jeff Hardy, you fucking idiot. You've not won in months. What is <laughs> what, what is the point of the segment? I don't know. No, everyone's lost. Everybody's got nothing to do. And I go back to what I said months and months ago. It's because there's no fucking mid-card belt. So all this mid-card is just lost. And the uh, the twist of fate he does on Nowinski. It's not even a twist it's of fate. It's not a twist of fate. It's a backwards twist of fate. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's a back, fucking neck breaker. It's a neck breaker. It's Honky Tonk Man's neck breaker. <laughs> Um, we cut to Kane saying that he hates um, he hates The Rock because he just walks back in and acts like he owns Raw. He's saying that he's going to personally eliminate The Rock from the Battle Royal and that he's going to go on to go on to win the world title at WrestleMania. Uh, RVD state RVD uh, he says that he agrees uh, except that he'll be world champion at WrestleMania. Mmm, dissension. <laughs> Uh, and then it is oh, our next match of the night is a no disqualification match between Jerry the King Lawler and Val fucking Venus. But before the match, we missed out a very important bit, Dave. We have the segment between The Rock and The Hurricane. Oh, of course, of course. Of course, The Rock putting people over since 2003. The Rock used to be an idol, an icon, loved by millions and millions. Yet tonight you come out and you trash the people. 
What's up with that? who you are oh yeah the rock knows exactly who you are there's a green shirt h on your chest green mask oh you're the hamburglar yeah you're that cat that works for mcdonald's go get me a cheeseburger go get the rock a cheeseburger no ketchup I, I, as a matter of fact no no don't go nowhere the rock knows exactly who you are yeah yeah you're the resident superhero the hurricane the rock knows who you are my man yeah don't you ever bust in the rock's door like that again you hear hey but what's more importantly than that the rock reminds you of something you ain't nothing you understand that? Every superhero can whip that ass, every single one of them. Every single one of them. Superman, Batman, Aquaman. Oh yeah, Aquaman, the dude that talks to the fish, he'll whip that little candy ass just like that. Well, I know one superhero who I could definitely beat. <laughs> this is a joke. Who? The Scorpion King. Oh no, you, you're, no, 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 there is no way you can beat the Scorpion King. You don't, Brandon Frazier beat the Scorpion King. But, that, 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 he did not. That was a special effect for the movie, for Christ. The Scorpion King Let is the most powerful. Let me ask you one question, Rock. Just one more. Can The Rock fly? You're just smoking them funny cigarettes. The Rock can fly and whip that candy ass. The Rock. We're good. Because tonight, The Hurricane is going to send your candy ass flying over the top rope in that battle royal. So, my overall thoughts for this segment, I thought that was absolutely amazing. It's brilliant. It's putting over the hurricane. That yeah. Is, right. Hurricane is, and I've always said that about Shane Helms. Not the greatest wrestler, but on the mic, on a promo backstage interview, like, let's jump in a time machine. I love this ruthless aggression time machine that we've got <laughs> in our back pocket. When he's the reporter, Gregory Helms, a lot of people shit on that. I loved that, me, when it was backstage reporter. Can you remember? It was like, um, it was like some comic book reporter guy so uh, like with the cap and a little bit of paper in the hat and like a reporting backstage reporter so breaking news it's your reporter Gregory I can't remember exactly his name I'm sure it might have just been Gregory Elms it was when the hurricane character that oh if you don't remember that you're in for a treat yeah you're in for a treat I honestly yeah. don't remember that I love that but the the way that it, they, they work together well backstage anyway like the the chemistry they have is brilliant um and the references they can do uh, I love the bit when he starts going, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I know you. You're the Hamburglar. Uh, <laughs> that's absolutely brilliant. Like, I, at first, He'll I... He'll rock it. Hollywood rock, yeah. isn't it? He'll rock his brilliant. At first, I thought it was like him sort of burying the hurricane, but then I thought... He's nah, putting you, him over. Yeah. He's putting him over. He's putting him over. And The Rock got very, um, what should I say, like, ghetto, quite ghetto in the way he was saying everything. Gangster. Yeah. John Cena, word life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was absolutely brilliant, and he just... He met to me that made like you just said he put him over it and he made made, made him relevant. Care a bit more about Hurricane yeah. as well because the Rock's come back and he's not just bothered about um, Ogan and all that. He's not just coming back for the world title. He's having his little segments with Hurricane as well. So fucking brilliant, absolutely brilliant. So yeah, so the next match, Jerry Lawler versus Val Venus. Uh, Val eventually it's the money shot onto the King uh, but refuses to cover him. Uh, Val goes out gets a chair but the referees kick it out of the ring. And the Dudley boys come out of the crowd and lay out Val with a 3D. Lola jumps on Val off the second rope and pins Val to pick up the Royal Victory. Why is... It's 2003, why is Jerry Lola fighting? And all this is circulated around the Dudleys being turfed away from Raw. Again, yeah. you're using... It's the same as the Michaels and Jericho feud. You are using six or seven different guys 
just to push one feud where they've not got feuds themselves. Yeah, I think um, uh, something I noticed from that match. Um, couple of, like, I think I find this very interesting. In fact, I don't know if you you, you spotted this, but the first one, the first interesting thing I saw was, well, it's quite more 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 funny uh, when Chief Morley or Val Venus comes out he's, as he's coming down the entrance ramp. Do you think he's forgotten that he's Chief Morley and he's not Val Venus anymore? Val because he's licking his fingers. It's Val Venus. Yeah. Oh, right. It might just not be called a postal no more, but he still likes the ladies. Yeah. <laughs> and the second thing I, I noticed in this match was, hmm. Three Amigos from Valvinus. Yes. He no, did the yeah, Three Amigos. Yeah, I noticed that, yes. Now, is this something that he's learned from somebody else, or is this something that Eddie Guerrero later f- uses from Valvinus? Right, I'd love to... I, no, there is no way on earth that Eddie Guerrero's, any of his repertoire, his inspiration is fucking Chief Morley. Yeah, we don't know. Be. We don't know. Yeah, but Valvinus used to use the Fisherman Suplex all the time. So he's like, he's always been a suplexy sort of guy. I suppose. But it's, it's, it's interesting to thing isn't it no it the, is. the inspiration for one of Eddie Guerrero's iconic move sets the move part of his move sets was the inspired by yeah, but 2003 see, fucking we have Marley. in this match you saw Val Venus use the three amigos no I no I know so I'm where so who did Eddie Guerrero learn it off I don't know I'd love to be able to ask him I'd love to be able to ask him I, I imagine a lot of people would love to be able to ask him a lot of stuff unfortunately nobody can but I, I I, I don't, I know, I know. Eddie, if you're up there, give us a sign or something because no way Valvinus can be your inspiration. We could probably ask Valvinus. No, he's too high. <laughs> he can't remember yesterday. <laughs> he's just trying to sell you his weed on Facebook. <laughs> Facebook would drug dealing extraordinary chief Morley now. Hello, ladies. Um, we go backstage uh, to Rick Flair, Batista and Randy Orton. Flair gives him a pep talk, uh, telling him to make the champ proud. Uh, and Randy Orton says that he wants Booker T all to himself. And then we cut to the 20-man battle royal, which completely sums up the talent roster that we've got available on Monday Night Raw at the minute. So we have Jericho, Christian, Test, Rosie, Jamal, RVD, Kane, Maven. Go on, Maven. Jeff Hardy, Tommy Dreamer, Stephen Richards, Al Snow, Rodney Mack, The Hurricane, Lance Storm, Booker T, Scott Steiner, Batista, Randy Orton, and The Rock. Which, it's not a bad crop of talent, but take away Evolution, The Rock, Booker T, Steiner. You're left with, basically, Kane's going to win the Kane or Jericho. Do you know, is, is, do you know what I mean? Rose is not going to win this. Jamal's not going to win this. Dreamus, Richards, Hurricane, Al Snow, Rodney Mack. Do you know what I mean? They're certainly not going to fucking win it. At least try and... Well, they're in. That's it. That's what we've got. You had Triple H to mix there and Shawn Michaels, and you've basically got the raw roster. Right. Okay. It's thin. Right. Okay. I, I'm gonna with with the notes I've got as well. I will. Uh, I'll, I'll put my little interpretation on there. What okay. you just said. Okay. Um. So first out is Test, uh, and Jericho is eliminates himself, running away from Test. When we said earlier, why is Jericho running away from Test. Yeah, why is he scared of Test? Yeah, why is why is Shawn Michaels not in this battle royal? That's a very valid point. I've got not. That is a very valid. Why? Yeah, why is Shawn Michaels not? He's got in nothing this else to do. Yeah, but he keeps he... getting interfered in everything. Yeah, exactly. He's backstage fucking Stacey Keebler, mate. <laughs> That's what's going on. That's why he come out and saved her. 
ulterior motive. You ain't, you ain't no born again. You ain't no born again, HBK. Uh, anyway, so... Let's go through this clusterfuck of a battle royal. Tess the first out, Jericho eliminates herself, running away from Tess. Then Jamal is eliminated by a flying kick from RVD. Uh, and also a little side note, the last battle royal we had on Raw was in 1995. And who won it, Dave? It was... Oh, we're not. Yeah. According to the commentators. So, me being me, went away and did a bit of research. And guess what? Guess who actually won the last Battle Royal to be on Monday Night Raw before this one? It was Owen Hart. They were bang on. And I went back and looked way all the way back. Now, SmackDown have had tons, absolutely tons of number one contender Battle Royals, tag team Battle Royals. Raw's had nothing, literally nothing since 1995, which blew me away. Eight years. But anyway, yeah, Owen Hart. And I'd, if I remember correctly from that battle royal, um, there was a spot where Jerry Lawler got, it was on Monday Night Raw, well, as he said, uh, Jerry Lawler got eliminated, but he got thrown over the top rope and he, he kind of like held onto the ropes as he went down and landed with one foot on the floor, but then kind of just walked around with one foot and for about easily 10 minutes just stood on ringside as Shawn Michaels was trying to get him out and get eliminated, him, just hobbling around on one foot, because obviously it's two feet into it floor, all the way around ringside, it was so comical. <laughs> Okay, so Tommy Dreamer is eliminated by The Rock. Maven is eliminated by The Rock. Stephen Richards is eliminated by Scott Steiner. Evolution eliminates RVD. Al Snow is eliminated by Batista. Rodney Mack is eliminated by The Hurricane. The Rock eliminates The Hurricane, which a lot of people start booing when The Hurricane goes out. And this is after a little confrontation. That adds on though, doesn't it? That, yeah. that pushes on there, a little confrontation backstage. Yeah, but th this is after a little confrontation they have in the ring as well. They have like mm. a little spot fest in the middle of the I ring. Can, I can see, what do you reckon, Hurricane Rocket Mania? Is that what, is that what you reckon we're going to get? Oh yeah, I'd love to see that. <laughs> um, loads of hurricane masks That'd in the crowd. amazing. Uh, Rock and Booker T exit under the bottom rope. The Rock joins JR and King on commentary in the middle of the match. Which was fucking awesome. Great heel move yeah. by The Rock. Awesome. Uh, he says he's too smart and he's going to let all these candy asses beat each other up and throw each other out and he's going to get back in and win. Then Jeff is eliminated by Randy Orton. Steiner carefully, and I mean carefully, eliminates Orton. Uh, Batista el eliminates Steiner and Booker T eliminates Batista and The Rock is still in it. Now we have our final, our final guys in here. We have Christian. Lance Storm. No chance, no chance. Rosie. No chance. Kane. No chance. And Booker T. Now this really shows how poor the talent is. It does. It's going to be Kane or Booker. At that point when it got to the final five, I was like, yeah, it's Kane or Booker. Lance Storm ain't going to win. Christian ain't going to win. And neither is Rosie. To go for the world title at WrestleMania. Rosie against Triple H. So I'm not, I'm, I like Rosie. And we've said before, and we've commented numerous times, I, I'd dig me some three minute warning, but... Main event fucking Rosie no, against Triple you. H. Main, main event Christian with no push. Christian's been Jericho's bitch. <laughs> main event Lance Storm. <laughs> Could you imagine? All right, here we go. So these eliminations with these guys. Kane eliminates Rosie. Uh, so who would you pick right now? Now Rosie's gone. Booker who, or Kane? You put Booker or Kane. Um, I would have to go, and this is Probably what my notes. Kane. This is what my Probably notes say. Kane, because I'd, we can drop some more Katie Vick references in. I'd have to go with Kane, Booker, or Rock. That's that's my three picks here. Oh, obviously, Rock's on commentary, yeah. Or yeah. Rock. I forgot about Rocker. Kane eliminates Lance Storm. Damn it. Bye, bye, Lance. Bye, bye, Lance. Uh, Booker eats a choke slam from Kane, 
and The Rock has decided to join in again. And The Rock, very clever, eliminates Christian and Kane. So then we are left with Booker T and The Rock. Booker T eliminates The Rock with a shocked face. So now Aggressively we have... throws The Rock yeah. as well over the top row. Proper launches him over the top. And Booker's shocked. He's, yeah. got, he's like... Yeah, because he's shocked because he's he's seen pay-per-views at last six months. He knows that he's getting up on that cabbage patch with Shawn Michaels, Rob Van Dam, Scott Steiner. He's now the new project for Ground Force at WrestleMania. Uh, so now we have that, that's it. Now we have Booker T. He will face Triple H at WrestleMania, and we go off the air. That was one. That was a good episode. Of Raw. It finished very well. It's the Rock, man. It's the Rock. The fact that the Rock's back on Raw, and that's what we've not had. We've not had the rock on roll since we started this. And we've still got Austin to look forward to as well. We've still got Austin. Mania season. It's yeah. warming up. So, shall we go into a bit of Smackdown? So then, it is our first episode of Smackdown on the road to WrestleMania. It's the 27th of February. We are at, uh, the London, in London, Ontario in Canada. Um, we had Velocity taping before the um, before the SmackDown taping. Bill DeMott defeated Billy Kidman. Uh, Charvo Guerrero defeated Johnny Stamboli, and Rey Mysterio defeated Shannon Moore. Uh, Rey Mysterio spending a lot of time on these yeah. two shows, yeah. Why the hell? A lot of time on these two shows. I don't understand why I keep putting him on those. To be honest. Now, one of us has not watched any of SmackDown uh, during the the road to WrestleMania. Um, so, Kristen, what did you think of this episode of SmackDown? <laughs> well, I, to be honest... He hasn't got a clue, to be I, honest. I haven't got a clue, which I think will make it... I think this will be good for your listening pleasure, guys. I have no idea what's going on. Vince starts the show. Uh, he says that the bad news is The Rock will be not appearing tonight. Obviously, we saw him on Raw. Uh, he says that the good news is that Hulk Hogan will also not be appearing tonight. <laughs> so all the hype about all these returns, SmackDown's turned shit again. Um, he says Hulk Hogan is uh, using a flimsy excuse to not be here tonight. He says that Hogan isn't here because he's a coward. He says that the lights literally went out on Hulk Hogan at No Way Out. He says he'll show footage of the match later tonight on SmackDown, but tonight it's official Hulkamania is dead. He says that there is a new mania, McManamania. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, and then we get our first match. It is Funaki and Tori Wilson versus Jamie Noble and Nidia. Um, mixed tags have slowly creeped over to SmackDown. <laughs> Do you know, Raw's not had them in ages. SmackDown's got them now. Is this is this SmackDown or is this Rebellion? <laughs> uh, Marie tries to interfere, but it backfires and Tory schoolgirls Nidia for the win. Uh, Steph then comes out and teases the whole Hugh Hefner Playboy rumor going around. So uh, on every, we'll play a game. Listen for the Playboy mentions. Right. Oh, they're pushing them. You think girls gone wild are getting pushed hard on Raw? Ha. <laughs> Oh, Playboy's fucking main event in SmackDown. Imagine if Stephanie McMahon was in Playboy. Oh, that'd be fucking amazing. 2003 Stephanie McMahon. She does tease. No, she would be the one appearing. They've not announced yet who's going to be appearing. She teases. Uh, and my notes seem to put, please, 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 times affinity. <laughs> uh, Steph announces that Tori Wilson will be posing in Playboy next month, which was absolutely fantastic. Uh, Tori, who's still in the ring, celebrates as Dawn Marie and Nidia scowl away. Do you imagine Dormarie and Nidia being in Playboy? Nidia. She's got a cracking arse, though. Yeah, I know, but it's Nidia. It's just knowing that Jimmy Noble pimps her out and stuff. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> let's, keep it, let's keep it kiffib. Uh, Steph and Tori discuss the Playboy photo shoot as well as the Girls Gone Wild deal. Brian Kendrick uh, then steps up and apologises to Steph for the whole streaking thing. Uh, Brian says he was only trying to make an impact to get a job on SmackDown. And he says that he wants a match with WWE Champion Kurt Angle to prove his worth. 
Steph says that if Brian can last five minutes with Kurt, then he will be hired. Then our next match is Eddie Guerrero with Chavo versus Nunzio with Chuck Palumbo and Johnny Stamboli. Because Eddie Guerrero gets the quick win on Nunzio while holding onto his tights because you've got to cheat and steal every victory. But what do we know about the FBI? What do we actually know about? Apart from that it's one guy, one guy. Johnny Stamboli had nothing to do with the FBI. Chuck Palumbo was fucking Billy and Chuck, right? He was power plant. FBI was uh, Little Guido, Big Guido uh, and Tony Mameluke in ECW. So obviously Little Guido's now Nunzio and he's recreated the FBI again. The same colours and everything and I don't, it's not, I don't see the same theme or anything but what do we know about them apart from look at us, we're pretending to be Italian. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. Is this also like a little bit of racism as well? I've, no, I think this is more stereotyping. Italian stereotyping. Yeah, this then it is racism. We'll get to racism in a bit. <laughs> so... <laughs> We come backstage to Stephen McMahon and Paul Heyman. Uh, Steph says that Brock Lesnar has named a stipulation for the match tonight. If Brock wins, he gets to wrestle any member of Team Angle next week in a steel cage. Steph? You wanted to see me? Yes, Paul, I did. It's about tonight's match. Brock Lesnar versus Team Angle. Seeing as how Kurt Angle pulled a fast one last week and sort of named his own stipulations in making that gauntlet match, then tonight, Brock Lesnar will get to name a stipulation of his own. And that stipulation is, should Brock Lesnar defeat Team Angle tonight, then Brock Lesnar will get to choose any member of Team Angle he wishes to face next week in a steel cage. Oh, I don't like that. You can't do that. But I just did. But you can. We're fighting just out of WrestleMania. A steel cage match? If Brock wins, and he won't win, but if, does, if Brock does win, he's going to choose Kurt Angle in a steel cage. He could. It's not fair. Life's not fair, Paul. Get out. Paul Heyman protests, but Stephanie tells him to get out. And then I instantly remembered it's the cage match and I remembered who he fights about. Because another part that I completely forgot about that happened in 2003. And we'll, we'll get there next week. <laughs> right. uh, Benoit, he gives uh, Brock Lesnar some advice. And we cut to Josh Matthews um, and Matt Hardy and Shannon Moore. Matt talks about winning the Cruiserweight title and his match tonight. He says that Edge, Edge's injury is unfortunate. And it comes out after no way out that Edge's injury, while they got written off telly, we're not going to see him now for a whole year. Shit, that's for bad. Yeah, that's bad. Because Edge at the minute, for, for me, he's like one of the standout stars on SmackDown. He's he's in my yeah. top five. On and we're SmackDown. gonna we're gonna miss it. I can't even remember Edge's return in two thousand and four. So I'll be very interested. I wonder how much we'll forget about him. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because I think he's gonna be a big impact now. I think he'll be a big miss. So let's see in six months if he's still this this big miss because he was starting to turn a corner. Yeah, certainly starting to turn a corner. Uh, Marty says that if Edge followed the era of Mattitude, then he wouldn't have suffered a twist of fate. Oh, Matt, if you only know, if you could see into the future. <laughs> if only you knew. Um, then, uh, so it is our next match of the night. is Matt Hardy and Shannon Moore versus Chris Benoit and Rhino. Uh, what? <laughs> Come again. Why is Rhino there? Rhino pins Matt Hardy after a go. <laughs> what? Uh, then, we cut backstage. Undertaker says that he's heard that A-Train is trying to get his attention. And as of Sunday, A-Train now has his attention. He says that it's time to shut up and fight in the only way that fucking Mark Calloway can. A-Train and Paul Heyman coming out onto the stage. 
Heyman says Undertaker using an illegal chokehold on Big Show at No Way Out and says that he is officially A-Train's exclusive agent. Uh, Paul says that he's the agent of Kurt Angle, Team Angle and The Big Show. Now this stable needs a name. It never has a name. So we've got A-Train, The Big Show, Kurt Angle, Benjamin and Charlie Austin. That needs a name. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so, we have a little challenge for your listeners for the next episode. We're gonna, After this episode goes live, we're going to put this on social media, on Twitter and Facebook. Give us your name. So the stable of A-Train, Team Angle, so Benjamin and Haas, Kurt Angle and The Big Show, managed by Paul Heyman. I have, it needs a name. I don't understand why a stable that big. It needs, and it's not Team Angle. No. Because he, he's, he's saying Team Angle as the tag team. Yeah. So, yeah. So, challenge to you guys. So, we'll put it on Facebook and Twitter after this episode goes live. Best ones, we'll read them out on the next episode on WrestleMania. WrestleMania? Because I ain't got a clue. What would you call him? Heyman's baby. Heyman's angel. <laughs> wow. I would call him Wow. Wow. W dot O dot. Wow. Uh, w. <laughs> what? Wow. <laughs> what? What's it stand for? Uh, uh, I don't know. Wrestlers of Wrestling. Wrestlers of Wrestling. Wrestlers of Wrestling. Yes. The Wrestlers of Wrestling. <laughs> so unless, yeah, unless you can improve the Wrestlers of Wrestling, because that's how creative we are. Anyway, uh, the big show, he comes out and joins A-Train and Heyman walking down to ringside and surrounding Taker. Uh, A-Train and Show going to the ring and Undertaker fights as hard as he can. But suddenly, Nathan Jones runs down to make the save for The Undertaker. Oh, is this his debut? Nathan fucking Jones is finally here. He just runs down. Nathan Jones is fucking finally here. And helps fend off the two big men and help his mate who's been training in The Undertaker. Instant, instant, instant booking mistake, if you ask me. They, they make him run down and help The Undertaker. I would have done the generic debut where they just put him in against a jobber. Squash the job. I wouldn't have done that. I, I think that's build him up a bit more. Yeah, I wouldn't have just been him run out. He's they. He's they, an Australian criminal. He's bat, He's ready to kill. He's okay. He's ready. <laughs> you're just gonna go a guy and just put him in a like potential main event feud. You're just gonna put him in there with the Undertaker. Yeah. Like no, I wouldn't have done that. He's, you've pushed him too far. Then he, he he's nowhere near that level. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, then we cut to uh, John Cena again rapping on Brock Lesnar. Oh yeah, it's all we seem to forget at the minute is Cena these little segments these little cutbacks or he's either comes out for a rap I want Brock Lesnar I'm coming for you Brock Lesnar's busy John right he's busy we know this he's fighting with fucking uh, wow right with the wrestlers of wrestling right he's mixed up with them so we no leave Brock Lesnar alone John <laughs> go and find somebody else and then it is time for our five minute challenge Brian Kendrick versus Kurt Angle Brian must last five minutes with Kurt to get a job on Smackdown Angle toys with Brian at first, but Kendrick eventually gets a little bit of fencing. Angle hits the angle slam and pins Kendrick with two seconds left on the clock. Oh, oh! I actually thought he was gonna get, he was gonna get it as well. After the match, uh, Angle gets on the mic and directs a bit of bump at Brock Lesnar, and then for shits and giggles, gives Spanky an F five. Who does? Kurt Angle. Oh, of course, Kurt Angle F five Spanky. Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, why not? And then. We get uh, Sylvan Grandier, who's the referee from the No Way Out main event. He uh, comes out and starts talking in French, but then changes to English. Uh, he introduces the footage of The Rock versus Hulk Hogan at No Way Out, which, uh, which he obviously refereed. Footage of the final three minutes of the No Way Out is shown, which I thought it was quite a lot to show. It's three minutes of footage on the screen to show. It's, for me, I don't know. Three don't, minutes? 
It's almost three minutes. Three minutes, so we're out of here. The clock keeps ticking. <laughs> uh, and then yeah, we just kind of get the footage, and then that's it. Then we get to um, Brock Lesnar versus Team Angle. Brock picks up the win. Nice little match. And then picks next week in the cage match. Paul Heyman. Really? Fuck yeah. Paul wow. Heyman versus Brock Lesnar next week on SmackDown in a cage. As oh. SmackDown goes off the air. That's pretty... Okay, and Brock Lesnar versus Paul Heyman in a steel cage match. Yeah. So you you know it's obvious that Team Angle, uh, well, that Wow are going to get involved. Wow. But he's still gonna he's gonna Heyman's gonna get beaten. You yeah, fucking is. He's gonna get beaten. He's gonna get tanned. Just like um, I'd rather have that. I don't know why. I was instantly when you said that steel cage with Brock Lesnar, I just thought of the Hell in a Cell with CM Punk. I don't know why I thought of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what. Yeah. Who would you rather fight? When he, when he looks at Punk? when he looks at CM Punk and he's that look and he's like, oh shit. Yeah, he does a he does the best face though. He's such a good oh, coward. His, his expressions him. are brilliant. Yeah, he's always been, but since I started when back in his ECW days and way way back in his WCW days even before that, he's always one of the best Paulman. Just he, sell, he can sell himself. He can sell anybody else. Sell Santa Adams and Ice to Eskimos. No Paulman. <laughs> wow. Uh, from what. Your review on SmackDown. I sort of enjoyed it, but I just think it's a bit like Raw's a clusterfuck. But, but it's SmackDown's sort of... the same stuff as what happened last month. Yeah, everyone's in the same storylines, and the, all all the the biggest storyline coming into No Way Out for the last month was Hogan and Rock. Yeah, neither one of them are there. Yeah, Vince comes out and shits on on shits on uh, Hogan and says obviously Rock's not here, but there's nobody there. Do you know what I mean? Two biggest stars, and it's just carry on progression of well look at Benoit Benoit were in the Smackdown's main event in the 2 on 3 Benoit's now teaming with Rhino I don't understand <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why Rhino's there tag team division WWE screwed we ain't got none we ain't got none 3 minute one not even tagging at minute you ain't, you ain't got none <laughs> we ain't got none you ain't got none <laughs> we ain't got none <laughs> you ain't got uh, you, uh, you don't want none that's it it's, 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 they it. don't want none I was thinking of that it's, they don't want none you ain't got none anyway Moving on to Monday Night Raw. Now get the guns, the drugs, from my generation, I'll take the fall, the state. So moving on then, it is the March, the third episode. We are at Union Dale at the Nassau Coliseum. Uh, we have a few dark matches. Right, check this one out. Aaron Stevens, does that name ring a bell? That's some jobber in TNA, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, what's he called in TNA? Aaron... That's his name. That's his. I'm is sure it Aaron that's his Stevens. Name. Is it actually Aaron Stevens. I don't. I don't watch it. So I don't know. But anyway, it's Damien Sandow. Yeah. <laughs> Idol Stevens. He goes on to be known in our timeline. And his tag team partner is Fred Curry the <laughs> Third. What? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, they beat Mike Cruel. Cruel spent spelt K R E U L. And Dave, <laughs> and Dave De John. So Dave, and then D E, and then John. That's the worst possible wrestling name I could think of. And then of. we also had, which I believe these would have been heat matches, uh, Hurricane beat Stephen Richards, Lance Storm beat Maven, and we had a promo of Teddy Long and Rodney Mack cutting about how they were still being held back. Oh. Well, um, did you see the, well, did I, what I noticed was the, the Raw that opened, the, the, the opening of Raw. Um, we had uh, Eric Bischoff. Oh, with three minute warning? Yeah, he's standing there with three minute warning. The welcoming committee. 
We, we've got the welcoming Sat committee. Sat there with Kamala. Uh, Kamala? <laughs> Kamala. Rosie so. and Jamal. <laughs> Jamal has a pipe. Rico has a pipe. And Rosie has a two by four block of wood. Axel <laughs> Jim Rosie. I think I think I've got, I think I've thought of a new name for these guys. DIY SOS team. <laughs> Put them against Grand <laughs> They literally look like the shittest decorators ever. <laughs> Two pipes and a bit of wood. <laughs> <laughs> we've come to fix your house, but we've not really kitted out. So we've got Ground Force and DIY, DIY. SOS. Now, DIY SOS. As as we spoke about before with Ground Force. For those that are non-UK that probably haven't got a clue what DRSOS is, basically people that are less fortunate than others <laughs> that reach out to the BBC and say, "Come and build me an house." So this guy who's the TV presenter, who, that is it, Nick Nick, Nick Noll, Knowles, Nick Knowles, Nick Knowles. Yeah. Nick Knowles, and he does nothing. But it looks like he walks around with an hard hat, with an hammer in his hand, but he doesn't actually ever do anything. <laughs> other people do stuff. He's like, "So what are you doing now? Then which bit are you fixing now?" And then that is it, Carol Smiley, or it... I don't fucking know. My missus watches it. My missus watches it, and it's, it's it's literally. But how they portray it on TV is the fact that look at us, we're hard out of luck. Right, currently they're doing DIY SOS, where it's someone who's um, they someone who's some form of disability, or some form of disability where they're reaching out to BBC because we've got a four bedroom house and can you build us a six bedroom house? But they they put it across that the BBC are funding it and stuff. I think that's bollocks. Yeah, yeah. Like, look at ITV with sixty minute makeover, right? Sixty minute makeover end. She says, whoever's on presenter says at the end that it costs this much for labouring, costs this much for materials, and this is how much it costs. BBC, nah, we paid for it. We take on glory. Did you bollocks? Bullshit. <laughs> Did you bollocks? I think that's what my bloody TV licence is paying for. We're pretty pissed <laughs> off. Building people's houses. Yeah. <laughs> and they make it look like that all the guys, all the local builders from the local towns are doing it for free. Are they fuck? That's it. <laughs> they free. fuck? They're doing it for free. No. Well, there you have it, guys. DIY, DIY SOS team. Rodney, fucking Rosie and Jamal. Three-minute warning on our DIY SOS. Right, so we're building these factions, so we've got Ground Force. It's going to be gang war soon. Ground Force, DIY SOS, and wow. <laughs> Survivor Series is going to be epic. <laughs> <laughs> so we start off, raw with um, Booker comes out for a bit of pre-match mic time. Booker says that he may have won the Battle Royale last week, but he won't get no trip to Disneyland as he won a trip to WrestleMania. Uh, Triple H music hits and out comes Trips and Ric Flair. Let the burial begin. Oh, God. Uh, Triple H looks at Booker and says, people like you don't become world champion. Serious there. <sighs> I know we touched on it at the start, but seriously, Vince. Serious. Because that, that's Vince and it, that's writers. So when Triple H is, Triple H will get the gump for that. Well, he, the he's, writers that are making him say the words. Triple H even said, though, he said, oh, it, it wasn't my idea. I just went with what the writers said. Mm. But I don't believe that. You don't say it. If he didn't want to say it, Stand up. he could have just said, no, I he's don't. He's banging the boss's daughter. He's yeah. got more pull than anybody. Yeah. He, he's saying it for shit. I bet Rick Flair's in his ear going, it'd be funny, it'd be right funny. <laughs> 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 right funny. While he's blading. Uh, yeah, again, going back to it, it's... It's... It, it, I... I don't think people want to admit it, but I do think that WWE is racist. There is a racist. And you know the reason why I think that is because they cover it up and they always do that black history thing now on TV. Mm. Black history every every year comes round. Black history, memoring. Celebrate this, celebrate Celebrating that. black people that we don't have a clue who they are. <laughs> uh, no, no, just, but yeah, 
Like you know, Martin Luther King, and that's all the obvious ones. Yeah, but there's some like like baseball player from an English point of view. I ain't a fucking clue. Oh, the guy is. in the wheelchair. I don't know who the fuck he is. <laughs> no, no idea. But it's um, it's just WWE's way of saying, yeah, you know, or you know, be a star, don't be a bully. You know, it's just so contradictory. Don't be a bully, be a star. Actually, if you're going to say it right. Yeah, it's just it's it's all contradict. They contradict themselves. Of course they do. Of course they do. But it carries on. Triple H carries on and says that Booker T is in the WWE to make people like him laugh. And says that he laughed all week long about Booker facing him for the World Heavyweight title. Triple H compares Booker T to other eras of that time, like David Arquette and Vince Russo, and tells Booker T that WrestleMania ain't a nickel and dime gig. So that's what I mean. So they're going down the channel of it's because it sounds racist, but it's because you're a WCW guy. Yeah. Covering his tracks. <laughs> just a side note there as well, like when he does insult WCW at that point. Ric Flair stood next to him while he's doing all this. That's it. One of the gods of WCW. Is Ric Flair, surely, he must be a little bit yeah, pissed Ric off. Ric Flair must be on like his 94th wife, so he ain't got no money. <laughs> He'd do if Vince says, Rick, go out there, get naked and start elbow dropping yourself. Yeah, no problem. So, I mean, Ric Flair do out for cash. Yeah, well, it's like, I don't know what to compare it to. It's like, um, say you're, you're stood with your mate or something, um, and you've just... I don't know. Say you've just had sex with your, your friend's your friend's mate, uh, girlfriend. <laughs> you're talking about her to and him. You're talking about her to him, uh, <laughs> and she knows that you've just had sex with her, but your mate doesn't know that. It, it's it's just it's sort of the same thing with Ric Flair. Like you've just insulted him. You've insulted WCW. That's Flair was him and Sting. Like they're two synonymous yeah. names of that company. Oh no, of course, no, of course. Um, Triple H says that Booker T will do what he does best at WrestleMania, and that's lose. Now I like Booker T's wrestled at what one mania? Eighteen. <laughs> Who was that against Jericho? Was it? Who the was it against? I can't remember. That's how shit his WrestleManias are. No, like, but he's had one WrestleMania. But Triple H is using that as a a line in his promo. You know, do what you do best at WrestleMania. Now, if you've been around for ten years, you know what I mean. You've just griffed him about his WCW career. And you say, no, you've got a bad WrestleMania record. What? One and fucking one. <laughs> Do you know, I just, it doesn't make sense. Oh, is it? Oh, and one even. Yeah. Um, he wishes uh, Booker T luck in his match with Scott Steiner. Um, so it is the final Nitro. He's going to be on WWE Raw. <laughs> we are getting Booker T versus Scott Steiner as your main event tonight. Um, so Booker, right? What I didn't get about this. You're supposed to be Booker, Booker T is supposed to be going for the World Heavyweight title at WrestleMania. Booker gets 60 seconds of mic time in his first promo after being confirmed that he's in the match. Triple H gets like 15 minutes. And that 15 minutes is just shitting on Booker T. There was no chance. No, where was Booker T's reply? Where's Booker T's reply? I remember in 96. I remember when you were fucking onto Erst Elmsley <laughs> when you were shit. Yeah. Uh, it's, I, I think it's just a, a, a pu pulling the, the, the power cords there. I think it's, you know. Like you said, Triple H shagging the boss's daughter, so he can get away with a lot. As we, we've seen so far in this journey that we're doing, Triple H has been getting away with a hell of a lot, and he's going to be doing for quite some time. Oh, this is. And then we uh, we snap back to what you mentioned a bit ago uh, with the uh, with DIY SOS waiting for Austin. Um, will he appear tonight? Uh, and then we get our next match, which is exactly what I asked for on last row. It's Jeff Hardy versus Christian. Woo! <laughs> but, uh, but just nothing Jericho, Shawn Michaels related. Get him away from that. Uh, Christian wi wins after nailing the unprettier slash kill switch. Depends who you talk to. <laughs> Jeff Hardy. Uh, and then we cut to Eric Bischoff and Lance Storm. 
Uh, Bischoff tells Storm that he and Chief Morley are the second line of defence against Steve Austin. Uh, Storm says that if Stone Cold makes it this far, he'll have a warm welcome. Wait, so wait, let's do our best Lance Storm impression. If I can be serious for a minute, Stone Cold Steve Austin will not get past me. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Steve Austin will not get past me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a fucking robot. He is. <laughs> I am Lance Storm version <laughs> one. Uh, then we cut to Val Venus and, Sp and it, it's Chief Morley. He's not Val. Val but Val's dead. Just call him Val. It's yeah. fine. Uh, Morley says that if Spike can beat him tonight, then the Dudley Boys will be reinstated. But if Bubba and Devon interfere, they'll be suspended indefinitely. I thought they were already suspended indefinitely. Uh, Chief Morley ends up defeating Spike Ovs. So the Dudleys, they'll stay suspended for another week. Because uh, it's not like we could do with another tag team on Raw. <laughs> no. Uh, the, yeah, though, I'm, I, I know it sounds it sounds bad me saying this, but I'm sort of glad I'm not seeing the Dudley boys. I didn't rate one. Well, I had for them. I popped for them when they returned to the Survivor Series just because I didn't like the rules. Because you think we picked it up just after the, like, the, 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 the draft. Do you know what I mean? We picked it up just after the draft, so they went their separate ways. We picked it up with Reverend Devon and Batista and Bubba Ray tagging with Jeff Hardy and Trish Stratus and so we were desperate for them to because Reverend Devon wasn't going anywhere because we wanted it to go a different way they were pushing it yeah but with Bubba Ray um, just with his singles run looking like a garbage man uh, it just it, it nothing was working for nobody so getting them back together but they, they didn't give the titles they didn't yeah well they gave them the titles for what two weeks yeah I don't know I, 2003 Dudley boys they're very stale and so, 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 like, like 2007, Yeah, but once they, they were amazing for that two nights, and then the Dudley Boys got stale. Yeah, yeah the Dudley Boys were losing to Sin Cara and fucking Kalisto on pre shows. They're only stuff. good for one thing, and that's tables. That's the exactly. only thing exactly. Then we go backstage. Uh, Christian brags about his performance tonight with Jeff Hardy, and Chris Jericho says that he has a little surprise for Tess later. Bischoff enters and says that he wants Jericho and Christian to be the third line of defense. So that's three minute warning, Val Venus, Jericho, Christian and Lance Storm. Austin's been away for eight months. He's had one match that lasted five minutes where it was off and he needs that many people to prevent him from going to Bish. So, yeah, well they're building, they're building Austin, aren't they? Like, they don't need to build him, but they are. Well, they, do, they still do it now. Like, we're recording this on Tuesday. Did you see Raw last night when they had Samoa Joe? They had Samoa Joe, Braun Strowman, Roman Reigns in ring, and Kurt Angle. Hey, he looked very, very small next to all of them. And then he called Alt Roster out, and there was like nine of them pulling back Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe made out of concrete or something. It takes nine people the same size as him to hold him back. He's an animal, there. Fuck off. <laughs> but no, you don't need nine people to hold you back at all. And I just think it's just great for backstage stuff, isn't it? Like, it keeps you Everyone invested. Everyone gets a payday. Keeps you investors. Oh, in the old oh story, there man. we go. And then we get to our next match, which is Jacqueline and Trish Stratus versus Jazz and Victoria. Exactly confirming what I said last week, the fact that there is no storyline in these. They just can't get thrown together in different formal combinations. Uh, Trish wins the match, pinning Victoria. Uh, the coach, then he tries to interview The Rock, who shouts at the coach for thinking he can just interview the great one and get away with it. And the coach just walks away. Don't <laughs> crack on then. Uh, the camera then follows The Rock into his dressing room, where The Rock says he's going to sing a song. Hurricane's inside and The Rock, he runs down the hurricane for being a nobody and reminds him who eliminated who last week. The Rock has got a very big night. Millions and millions of The Rock's fans waiting for him. 
The Rock said millions and millions of The Rock fans waiting for him. Where's The Rock's guitar? The Rock has got to soothe his soul. The Rock has got to sing a song. The Rock has got to sing a song, baby. What? Excuse the rock one second. <laughs> nah. Holy hypocrite. Just last week, you challenged Stone Cold Steve Austin to meet you face to face. And yet this week, you got Eric Bischoff and his criminal committee doing all your dastardly work. What's up with that? <clears throat> How long have you been sitting in there? Huh? You been watching The Rock all night long to walk around here naked? Uh, don't, don't, don't answer that. No, no, no. Don't answer that. Tell you what. The Rock's glad you're here. The Rock's glad you're here because he, I wanted to talk to you. The Rock, the Rock, he was gonna go looking for you. Did you remember last week when you came waltzing in to The Rock's locker? You remember that? Yeah. And you talked and you talked about how how the, how the hurricane could just whip the Scorpion King's ass. Yeah, you remember that? And you also talked talked about how the hurricane could just is gonna toss The Rock over the top rope. Remember that? Well, if The Rock's memory serves him correctly. <laughs> It was The Rock that tossed your little hamburglar monkey ass right over the top rope. Remember that? Made you with all your friends. You had Grimace and, and Mayor McCheese, Ronald McDonald, all them. Yeah. Remember that? More importantly than that, more importantly than that, when The Rock tossed you over the top rope, he was screaming something. The Rock was screaming something very important in your ear. Do you remember what The Rock was screaming? I remember you screaming. But it was when Booker T threw your ass over the top rope that you were screaming. Like this. Don't do that. No, none of that. Hey, hey. Hey, hey, stop cheering. And it didn't throw. No, it didn't. You hear the rock, he didn't throw, the Booker T didn't throw the rock over the top rope. The rock tripped over the top rope. That's what happened. Yeah, that's what happened. Oh, the rock said, that's what happened. Yes. Let the rock, let, let the rock, let the rock remind you of something. Let the rock remind you of something. You ain't nothing. You ain't nothing. You ain't no superhero. Not like the Scorpion King. You're a hundred pounds of nothing. Five feet nothing. Oh, excuse the rock one second. Excuse the rock. His cell phone's going off. Oh yeah. Hold on. Cacao, hello. Hey, it's nothing. He says he knows you. You're nothing. Ah, uh, don't laugh at the rock's jokes. Says you're nothing. You're not. And as a superhero, <laughs> you've got braces. You've got braces. What, what, what are you, are you the president of student council? Is that what you're gonna do? 
What are you, you gonna go sell band candy after the show? <laughs> Get your little hamburger, green monkey ass out of the... Before you leave, before you leave, before you go fly out and you do all that uh, unrealistic crap, The Rock remind you of something. The Rock, when he threw you over the top rope, he was saying to you, he was screaming to you. He was screaming to you, he said, hey, the greatest line a superhero has ever said, the Scorpion King, he said, Haku Mashente Da. Haku Mashente Da. Do you remember that? Do you have any idea what that means? Do you have any idea? Can you fathom how, how enormous that is? Do you know what Haku Mashente means? Well, apparently, from what I saw behind that curtain, it means the Scorpion King got a tiny ding a ling. I mean, there's a reason they call The Rock The Rock. Oh, yeah. Easy, big fella. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. No. That. Stop laughing. How about back to reality? A place that you clearly have no idea where that's at because you are clearly insane. The Rock asked you this. What do, what do you want? What do you want? I'm here, Rock, because I figured you out. You're a coward. You're afraid of Steve Austin. You're afraid of Stone Cold. That's why you got Eric Bischoff to do all your dirty work today. You see, you talk a big game, and your gums, they do flap. But it would appear that you're full of drama, bull, crap. Hurricane says The Rock is scared of Austin and says that Eric assembled the welcoming committee to protect The Rock. Again, love where that The Rock is putting over Hurricane. Do you know what I mean? He's letting Hurricane get the last word in. Yeah. Which, that is, for me, that's putting over. I don't know how you see him putting over, but for me, that's perfect. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to... I, I Fucking take notes, Triple H. This is how you put people over. I want to see I want to see Hurricane and Rock. I want to see, I want it's going to be at WrestleMania. It's coming. Hurricane Rock WrestleMania, I'm telling you. That's what they're building up to. Uh, and then Jericho comes out and says that he has a heartfelt apology for Stacey tonight. He says that he's sorry that Stacey hooked up with an idiot like Test. <laughs> uh, Jericho shows some uh, Girls Gone Wild videos of Test signing several girls' tits. Go on, Test. <laughs> uh, Stacey's upset and t uh, that Test that he didn't tell her about this part of his time. Uh, Test yells at Stacey saying that he's uh, he only signed them Exactly, Test. He only signed the boobies. It's not like he tweets some nipples. So our next match is Test versus Chris Jericho. Jericho ends up defeating Test with loads of confusion surrounding Stacey at ringside. Um, Jericho and Christian then hit Test with a concerto and then set up Stacey for one. And I'm thinking, seriously. <laughs> no, like we keep saying, we're still getting a bit of violence on women. But guess who makes the save? HBK. God's favourite son. He makes the save and he's definitely banging Stacey because that's two weeks and he's always saved Stacey now. Well, why is he not wrestling? Why is he not having any matches? I don't know. Is he, is he, is he, is he injured? Well, Jericho ends up nailing Michaels with a chair shot to the head. Blade alert. There is blood everywhere. Blood everywhere. It's only Roshan for fuck's sake. <laughs> for fuck's sake. Then Jericho says he wants to end Shawn Michaels' career at WrestleMania, confirming what we've known for about the last two months. We're going to get Jericho against Michaels, which is the first, I believe, confirmed match for Mania, um, which is going to be fucking epic. 
Well, that and Triple H and Booker. And Triple H and Booker T, obviously. For Jericho and HBK in a match. And Lesnar and Angles. There's been confirmed yeah. matches maybe for ages. <laughs> um, Two hmm. very similar styles. Thank God it's it's happened. It was taken two bloody rows. It's a lot of build-up. Yeah, two rows. It's a lot of build-up. Michael's running down. And another one. Where the fuck's Billy Gunn? I still don't know where he is. Uh, he's still injured, I believe. I still he's still injured, but I can't confirm it. Well, I, know where I can't is. confirm confirm <laughs> nor deny. <laughs> Where's Dave Meltzer when we need him? Then we get to um, a segment of three minute warning and Rico with Goldust. Um, three minute warning and Rico the charge at a limo, but it's Goldie being all weird and looking for Booker. And then Chris Nowinski says that he can't wait for Steve Austin to return and says that Steve Austin has all the bad qualities. But the Dudley boys then sneak up behind Nowinski through the crowd and attack him and then escape uh, back where they came from, S.H.I.E.L.D. style. That's where <laughs> S.H.I.E.L.D. got it from. <laughs> and it's time for the final Nitro. It is Scott Steiner versus Booker <laughs> T. And Triple H and Ric Flair slowly walk down to ringside and do absolutely nothing. And I mean nothing. Not, not, nothing at all. They just stand at ringside. We have the match. Booker T wins with a sloppy pin, and absolutely nothing happens with Allen and Flair. But this is um, a sl- like right. Let's let's get this straight. Right, no way out was two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Scott Steiner, he's inserted into the twenty-man battle royal, loses it, goes into a match with Booker T, loses it. It's done. That is official confirmation that Scott Steiner's done. That is because bye bye to the main event. You'd imagine it to be. You'd imagine it to be a bit more of a you know. (laughs) No, like a disqualification or something. How Booker T wins, but he gets a. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. Alan and fucking Flair come out and do nothing. Just come out. (laughs) Um, We then cut to the Rock telling a crew member to tell Eric Bischoff to come and see him. Uh, After the break, uh, the Rock picks up his guitar and sings a promo on the locals. Uh, Rock tells Eric to not make him look bad, or he's off to SmackDown. Uh, they fucking last long you're threatening to go already <laughs> uh, then it's time for uh, our next match which is not only a tag team match it's a hardcore tag team match of Kane and Rob Van Dam versus Tommy Dreamer and Al Snow what the fuck so it's not only a, hard, uh, a tag team match it's a hardcore match and probably two of the biggest hardcore legends in WWF at the time and ECW with Dreamer and Snow like Snow was like the, the matriarch of WWF's hardcore division lose yeah, but they need to keep Kane and like already looking strong. So why make it a hardcore tag match? Just mix things up a bit, I suppose. Always have have something else to go. Like you've got to keep it fresh, and that's the only thing that Tommy Dreamer can do, isn't it? Well, hardcore. Did he get Singapore sing, sing, Singapore Kane out? Kane. Yeah, it's a Tommy Dreamer hardcore match. They were they, these these generic standard tinfoil trays and and little bits of twigs galore, <laughs> but they still lose. Hardcore legends losing. It's just there's so many things wrong about that in a hardcore match. But anyway, we cut backstage to Bischoff, Jamal, Rosie, Rico, Jericho, Christian, Storm, and Morley. What a fucking team! <laughs> Why? What are we gonna call these? Bischoff's boys. <laughs> <laughs> Bischoff's boys. Uh, they spot Austin's truck approaching. Austin speeds towards them full speed, nearly running them over. Drives right past. Um, Human bowling 316. <laughs> uh, Austin jumps out of the truck with a tire iron and enters the arena. Now, coming from um, someone, obviously at the minute, Christian, you're doing your driving tests, uh, well, driving lessons. Um, what's the hazard awareness there where you're driving down a road and this 
Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine people deadly in, in front of the truck. What, what's the official like? What does it say in the guidebook? Is it do you stop? Do you check your mirrors, or do you just carry on going and see how many you can knock over and try and get a strike? Because uh, I'm a sensible driver, I would stop and ask I would, them to politely, I'd politely ask them to move out of the way. To carry on your journey. <laughs> nice answer. <laughs> Austin comes to the ring with both knee braces on, which means he's fighting somebody tonight. Um, he says, thank you to the fans, but he appreciates their support and says that he told Vince to take his job and stuff it. He said he's back with a big kind of whoop-ass and he's going to spread it all over everyone. You're going to do what, Steve? He's going to tarmac everybody. You're going to spread what over people? You've... Ass. There's, there's, there's a different ass. way of saying that, I think. <laughs> Here comes Hollywood Rock. Uh, loud Rocky sucks chance as Rock says how good it is to see Steve again. He asks what he's uh, thanking the fans for as they'll turn on him just like that. He says that one thing that he hasn't done though is beat Austin at Mania. Excuse me if I seem a little rusty. When I first came out here I said, well, maybe I'll come out here and I'll flap my gums about the Rock. Maybe I'll talk about whipping Eric Bischoff's ass in No Way Out. But that's not what I'm going to do. The first thing I want to do, basically, is just say thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Wow. Give me the stem right here. Anybody sitting on their ass at the house, thank you very much. Seven months ago, I told my boss, Vince McMahon, to take this job and shove it. But Stone Cold Steve Austin got tired of sitting on his ass at the house. And everybody said Stone Cold Steve Austin took his ball and he went home. Well, Stone Cold Steve Austin is back. And I didn't bring a ball with me. I brought a big fat can of whoop ass. And I'm fixing to start spreading it to every one of the WWF superstars back in that dressing room. <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Austin is back. And I can guarantee you that I am going to raise more hell in this ring than I've ever raised in my life. Oh my. That's a lot of hell. Uh-oh. Rock 
this arena. But he's smiling. It is so good to see you, my man. It's good to see you, Steve. It is good to see you. It's good to see you. See, but the, the Rock can tell you this. You know, thank you. You're thanking them. You're going to thank them. Let, let The Rock give you words of wisdom, words of advice. Stone Cold. Stone Cold. You understand? Yeah, they cheer you now. They cheer you now. But let The Rock tell you this. When you become successful. Okay, The Rock is talking. Now, and, uh, yeah, the, the, the Rock's not talking about Stone Cold signing some autographs at some mall in Delaware successful. No, 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 no. The Rock, the Rock is talking about successful, just like The Rock. These people, Stone Cold, will turn on you just like that. Oh, now, now you want to boo The Rock. It's not The Rock's fault that you don't have enough class to live in Manhattan. You got you, you to live here on, on Skank Island. But you know, The Rock's not coming out here to talk to you. The Rock's coming out here to talk to you. Stone Cold, what you don't understand is this. The Rock in this business, The Rock has done it all. He's done it all. The one thing that The Rock has not done, one thing is whoop that bald candy ass at WrestleMania. Uh-oh. So what do you say, Stone Cold? What do you say? What do you say? In one corner, in one corner, you want to go one-on-one -on -one with the great one. In one corner, the, the, the man who revolutionized Monday nights. The, 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 the man who, who, who is the biggest ass kicker who walks the face of the planet. The man who all these people came to see. And in the other corner, you got Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh. Oh. Uh-oh. Please don't say that. So what do you say, Austin? Do you have what it takes to go one on one with the... Hey, no, 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 no. All your sons of bitches might as well take a bye, bye, you bunch of sheep. <laughs> yeah. What do you say? Rock, all right? And the best way to keep you happy is to give you options. So think about this. Next week, I'm gonna make a match. The Rock versus Booker T. And here's the best part. If The Rock beats Booker T, then The Rock has two choices. Either face Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania, I face Triple H for the World Heavyweight title at WrestleMania. Think about it, Rock. It's a hell of an option. And Austin, as far as you're concerned, I'm sorry. I think this show's running a little long. In fact, it's running about three minutes too long. Uh-oh.
You don't think, uh, oh my gosh. You're damn right, I think it. Here they come. Three minute warning. Gonna go to dismantle Stone Cold. Stone Cold. Oh, he's oh, oh, oh. And here comes up big Jamal, a 350 pounder. Hammering Stone Cold down on the corner. Mischoff's line of defense now. Coming in the play. Suddenly, Eric and Val come out and they join Rock on stage. Uh, Eric says that Rock, uh, if he can beat Booker T next week, he can choose his WrestleMania opponent. He's going to choose Hurricane. Fuck Steve Austin. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I want the summit that I can finally do that I've never done? Nope, I want Hurricane. <laughs> uh, he says that The Rock can choose between Steve Austin and world champion Triple H. Wow. So what the fucking point was that Battle Royal last week? Well, it would, it would not be a triple threat match. That's what I the, literally the second he said that because I forgot about this and the second he said that instantly I thought no because Mania's not a triple threat match and I was like Booker T beats The Rock well let's get to next week <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eric addresses Steve Austin saying that uh, Austin's three minutes are just about up insert yes <laughs> no no it's been a while I thought at one point Eric uh, his watch was broke but Rosie Jamal and Rico run down to the ring and Austin kicks the fucking crap out of them. All three. <laughs> All three. Ugh. They've been buried as well. It started so good. It started so good. But then The Rock, he runs down and goes nose to nose with Austin in the centre of the ring to create the perfect picture which will be used in the promo video. Austin, Rock, three. Face to face, music in the background. I can guarantee that will be the last clip that will be used in the promo video for the Magic Mania. Yeah. 
But Austin Rock Freeman, fuck yeah. Yeah. I know I'm saying I'd love to see, only because of the little build-up, I think the promos would be hilarious, but in all seriousness, we're getting Austin, we're getting Rock again. Yeah. One of my favourite WrestleManias, it's always shit on by a lot of people. I love shit WrestleManias. One of my best ones is WrestleMania 15. Uh, and then Austin Rock. And then obviously you had uh, 17 with Austin Rock again with him at man's turn, but we're getting it again. But this time we're getting... No, we, no we, we've got heel Rock again, but Rock before was rocking the corporation where he wasn't... He was confident, but it was... The 99 Rock wasn't nowhere near to, as good on the mark as 2003 Rock. So again, heel cocky Rocky against Stone Cold one last time. Fuck yes. Yes, I'm looking forward to that. I mean, uh, looking at the the menu card, how it's sh- shaping up at the moment, I am finding it very hard to think who's going to go on last. I, 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 obviously, we know who goes on last, but at, at this, this point, point in time. you'd be like... I'd say, I'd but I, think, I don't know yet. I think, but is that I'm thinking exactly the same? But is that because we've been um, kind of manufactured by current WWE and how WWE's been in the last like ten years, where it's not about titles; it's about who's the most important person on the card. I suppose, yeah. But it's Rock Austin, man. They're the biggest. But then again, but obviously, what we know, we, we potentially could be getting Vince McMahon Hogan. Yeah, I wouldn't put that at the end. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put Rock, uh, McMahon, and Hogan at the end of Mania. I wouldn't put them. Uh, it'd be a good match to watch, but it wouldn't be like a wrestling match, would it? With McMahon. It's going to be a fight. It's There's going to be blood. There's going to be blood. A lot of blood. There's going to be a lot of blood. But overall, for a raw taping, I think to go off the air with uh, Rock and Austin face to face, nose to nose, it was very. It had a very raw at the minute. Has got a nostalgia feel about it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm. A, I'm an actual well. I'm a new gen boy, but actually, I was like 14, 15, 16. So for me, there's still touch it. It's still got a hot, big place in my heart. So to see them two nose to nose going off, uh, going off raw, it's fucking brilliant. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'd be interested to see where their view, how their viewership goes up at this this point in time. Like how how many how many people are watching the ratings? How is it going up? Because right, I, I, I've got to say this because I, I had a long hard think about this the other day as well, and it just honestly legit thinking about this you know how they say raw and smackdown that their viewership is down or it's they haven't got as many they've got yeah, a 1.2 yeah, yeah. cable rate whatever well there's a fucking good reason for that people watch it online well that's the thing the um that's been our problem it's what they call in america it's the nielsen rating um and that's where they kind of get the ratings from but that's not people that watch it online watch it on repeat like there might even be people that have the wwe network and as daft as it's going to sound We'll watch pay-per-views live with anybody else, but like Raw's like what four weeks behind. Yeah. And just watch Raw's when they get uploaded. Yeah. Or watch them. There is people that there is ways of doing it online without need of the network, nor cable, nor satellite. Yeah. If you've got the internet, you can keep up with Raw and SmackDown. Yeah. So that's what I'm trying to say, though. So well, they're not they're not part of the ratings. It's inaccurate because there's people who go on these websites, yeah. these these bloody uh, spoiler website pages yeah. who say oh yeah, the, 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 viewer, the viewers are down oh they don't get as many people watching bullshit people are watching oh, of course they are people are watching people, Raw is not going people have got the thing is what you got to think about back in like 98, 99, 2000 when Raw was hitting big big numbers people had a um, TV no but that was the only way of seeing it was via your TV yeah. now there's so many you can watch it on your phone man yeah do you know what I mean? You can, you can watch a full pay-per-view on your phone, online, you'll be able to find it. Or look at how many people stream it on Facebook. Yeah. There's Which, just ways and means around it. But it's like the same as with musicians and with a lot of artists where they'll whinge and moan about 
their music being illegally downloaded because they're not making money from it. I can understand that. But if people listen to your music, people listen to your music. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, number one in the chart might not be number one if you're adding everyone that downloads it illegally. Yeah. <laughs> it could be number 40. Do you know because somebody else no one no, I'm not paying for it but 100 million people have downloaded your album illegally you're number 18 Charles but you should be number one yeah anyway shall we move on to a bit of smack now yeah So we move on, it is the March the 6th episode of Smackdown, we're from Bridgeport, Connecticut. We had some Velocity matches to kick off, and absolutely brilliant. Joey Fowler going to be a wrestler, this is what my name probably would be. Sean O'Hare, he beat Dave Delicious. <laughs> Dave Delicious. What a fucking name. What did he look like? I've got no idea, he's a dark match, I'm going to find out. Uh, then we had Chris Canyon defeating Damian Sandow. Uh, Nunzio defeats Fanaki with help from the FBI. Canyon, dude. I, I didn't I know Canyon was still Canyon's on. He's still kicking around, isn't he? Uh, but like, I think Canyon's best he's had at the minute is that when he was dressing up as Boy George. That's been his SmackDown run. Uh, Billy Kidman defeated Shannon Moore. Uh, Bill DeMott defeated Xavier, who was the current at the time Ring of Honor champion. Oh, that's interesting. Never heard of him. Yeah, but what's interesting is somebody from. Did they acknowledge his ring from Ring of Honor or not? No. They didn't? No. Uh, and then Nidia beat Domery. Because yeah. why not? Uh, Smackdown kicks off with Rey Mysterio versus Jamie Noble versus Tajiri. The winner gets the Cruiserweight title shot at WrestleMania versus Matt Hardy. That's a good match. It That's was a good match. It was not bad to kick off a Smackdown, but unfortunately... To m- it is unfortunate, but we've been saying for weeks that he needs a push. Rey Mysterio gets the win. Rey Mysterio is going to I said Mania. that. I said that now out, didn't I? I said that. Rey Mysterio is most likely, yeah. Gutted for Noble. Gutted for Noble. I, I still hope he gets a Mania... Payday at some point, um, but yeah, Rimstone needs it. This this could be the turning point, Rimstone, because the cruiserweight division needs to be built around not fucking Fat Matt. It needs to be built around Rey Mysterio. Yeah, definitely, one hundred percent agree with that. I can't wait for Billy Billy Kidman versus Rey Mysterio for cruiserweight title. Somewhere down the line, that's got to happen, and it's going to be epic. We get the Los Guerreros versus Full Blooded Italians, uh, Stamboli and Palumbo. Uh, Guerreros get get the victory um, despite interference by Nunzio. Palumbo he whacks Eddie afterwards, and the trio gang up on Chavo. Then we cut to Paul Heyman backstage stressing his ass off over his match with Brock Lesnar in the steel cage. But the big show, he assures Heyman that he'll have his back tonight and I imagine rest of WoW will be there as well. Uh, Angle, he says that being WWE champion, he has some stroke with Steph McMahon. <laughs> stroke, giggity. Giggity. <laughs> Heyman, he requests that Stephanie had a stipulation to his steel cage match. He, uh, he then drops to his knees and begs to be taken out of the match. <laughs> uh, Angle tells Heyman to leave and let a real man handle the situation. Angle starts to romance Stephanie, uh, who says that this is a time for business. You had your chance, Kurt, when you kind of basically assaulted her back in 2000, when you kissed her when she was knocked out. That was your chance then, Kurt. <laughs> it's too late now, son. It's too late. What did I ever do to deserve this? Why me? Locked in a cage with Brock Lesnar. Do you know what Brock's going to do to me inside that cage? Do you know what an F5 is going to do to me? I'm not a superstar, I'm a super agent. I'm a businessman. It's not okay. It's not okay, Kurt. It's whoa, whoa, not okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's wrong, man? You look worried. What is it, the steel cage match tonight? Yes, it's the steel cage match tonight. I can't be locked inside of a steel cage with Brock Lesnar. He thinks I screwed him over. He wants to get revenge on me. He's going to have me. We 
have your back. You have nothing to worry about. Whoa, 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 hold on a second. Some people like to settle matters with their brawn, okay? I like to do it with my brain. Listen, I'm gonna go talk to Stephanie, okay? Whether you realize this or not, as a WWE champion, and, uh, well, my personal relationship with Stephanie, if you know what I mean, I think I could talk her out of this match tonight. Please, Kurt, please do this for me, please. You got it, man. Can I go, go with right you? now, yeah. Thank you, I'll Come be on. back. Thank you, Kurt, thank you so much. Come in. Hey, Kurt. Hey, Steph. Paul. How you doing? Good, you? Really good. Listen, I need to talk to you about tonight. Let me handle this. You're I'm, kidding me. I'm a negotiator. I got this. All right, hurry up. Ms. McMahon, you know how much respect the champion Kurt Angle and I have for you and, and for your entire family. You're not getting out of the match, Paul. Oh, I wouldn't think of getting out of the match. You know, here I am tonight going to compete in a steel cage match with Brock Lesnar, and I, we were thinking maybe just one small concession. Just one. Please don't do this to me, Stephanie! Whoa, 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 whoa. Please don't do this to me! Don't do this to me! your knees and act like a man. What the heck's wrong with you? They got me in a steel cage! I, I didn't want to hear about it. Just get the heck out of here and let a real man handle this. But cow! Listen to your client, Paul. But cow! But uh, out. <laughs> Good luck. Sorry about that. Did you put him up to that? No, no. I came here to talk to you. My leg. I, I know, disgusting. Well, listen. I need to talk to you. You know what? As a matter of fact, uh, let's start where we left off Valentine's Day, huh? Remember Valentine's Day stuff? Yes. Well, you know, you and I, we go a long way back. And, uh, not only do we have a business relationship, but, uh, we have a personal relationship as well. And Steph, I know you have the hots for me. And I have to admit, Steph, I have a thing for you, too. You know what, Kurt? You're right. And, uh, it seems like there's a time and a place for everything. And right now is a time for business. See, you and I had chemistry in the past. But you need to be thinking about the future, Kurt. You need to be thinking about your match with Brock Lesnar for the WWE title. Well, WrestleMania, I have that covered. I'm gonna beat him, so what? Well, WrestleMania might be a rematch. What, what are you talking about? See, Kurt, I'm sick and tired of you coming in here and insulting me, coming on to me, thinking you can seduce me, thinking I don't have the, the intellect or the intelligence to see right through you. You know what, Kurt, you made me so angry. Next week, you're gonna face Brock Lesnar, and you're gonna put your title on the line. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Why am I gonna face you next week? Now get out! Why am I gonna face you next week? Get out! Because if Brock Lesnar can defeat Paul Heyman tonight, then it's... you will put up that title next week. You're kidding me. No. Oh my gosh, come on. Get out. Oh my! 
Stephanie says that Angle's making her angry uh, when he insults her intelligence. And Stephanie says that if Brock defeats Heyman this week, he'll get a title shot next week versus Angle. Fuck Mania, we're doing it on SmackDown. I don't know, that's a good idea though. That's that's, that's, your main, that's one of your main matches. Yeah, that, does that not tell you that Paul Heyman's going to win? Yeah. That's, that's basically what John Bill and Endall, because there's no way they're going to have WrestleMania's WWE title main event on fucking SmackDown the two weeks before Mania. <laughs> so they're basically just giving away the ending of the match. <laughs> and then uh, our next match is Matt Hardy with Shannon Moore, obviously, against Billy Kidman. Uh, the winner of the match will take on Rey Mysterio at WrestleMania. Uh, Shannon Moore continuously interferes all of the match, allowing Matt Hardy to retain his title. So another match locked in for Mania, Matt Hardy versus Rey Mysterio for a Cruiserweight title. Yeah, it might be alright. It might be alright. And then Hulk. We got a bit of Hulkamania. Uh, he says that he heard what Vince said last week, but Hulkamania isn't going anywhere and says that there is an issue between him and Vince that goes back 20 years. He calls Vince out right now. He says, let's settle this like men. Let's get fucking needles out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Vince comes out and says that he has no problem settling this like men, except Hulk Hogan is not a man. Oh. He says that he can't believe Hulk would call him out after everything that he's done for him and says that Hulkamania was a success because of all the Hulkamaniacs and not Vince. He challenges Vince to prove his manhood by getting into the ring with him tonight. Vince says that there's no chance in hell of that happening. He says that he doesn't hate Hulkamania or the Hulkamaniacs, but he hates Hulk Hogan. He says he hates Hulk Hogan because he created him and Hulk Hogan went to WCW, which is a fair point. He says that Hulk Hogan testified against him in the steroid trial in front of a federal court. Which is a fair point. Which is a fair point. <laughs> he says that it was his testimony that kept Vince out of prison, which was a fair point. Yeah. Uh, Vince says that his family gave Hulk Hogan his name and his first break, which is not true, uh, because Vince says that he plucked Hulk Hogan out of a little town in Minnesota. Actually, Vince, uh, you plucked him from AWA, where Hulk Hogan was doing a pretty fine job. Obviously, you did. Hulk Hogan, together... They created like WWF rock and wrestling in the 80s. Yeah. I think both helped create the other. But I love where they're going with this because it is 20 years in the making. It You can see why Vince would be pissed off that something he helped make and build and create did go to WCW and try and put him out of business. Yeah. I think um, I think the one, the, 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 I think what got Hulk Hogan over so much back in the day. Um, that one, the one thing that got him over the most. I don't. You have to tell me. I don't know whether you know whether he was in WWE at the time or AWA. But when he was uh, Thunderlips in Rocky, uh, I think he was. Uh, that would have been eighties, early eighties. I reckon he would have been WWE talent. Because if he was WWE yeah, talent, then was WWE that talent. was a major, yeah. major thing to get hold of. Oh no, of course, over. yeah. The, the Rocky franchise was huge. Well, Mr. T back then was huge. Yeah, Mr. T with two references in one episode. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably say Thunderlips was what did make him because the Rocky series was big so but yeah I, I, I firmly believe it was WWE back then but I, I love him where the storyline is going and then they finish off Vince says that he created Hulkamania and at Wrestlemania I'm gonna kill it <laughs> that was a great impression of Vince McMahon and then we cut to a video in the ring before the uh, event started Undertaker is uh, talking Nathan Jones through uh, a training session uh, Jones thanks Taker for being a man of his word and training him after he got out of prison uh, Taker, he riles up Jones, who snaps and kicks one of the trainees right in the head. Uh, <laughs> Jones, he jumps on the guy and chokes him. Undertaker pulls Jones off, but he's impressed with his intensity. <laughs> you can see that's the sort of stuff that gives Taker a chubby, seeing someone beat somebody up. It's like, yeah, kick his ass. <laughs> that sort of reminds me of like when, uh, what's his name now? Uh, Batman, 
when he's training Bruce Wayne in the first film. The Dark Knight. It's, 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 I can't remember his bloody name. It's Liam Neeson that plays him, but he's training Bruce Wayne to become the Batman. And I think that's like that. What you just said, Dan, that that sort of references it for me. So our next match is the Undertaker with Nathan Jones versus A Train with Big Show. So it's uh, representing Wow, uh, Big Show and Nathan Jones both interfere in the match and are thrown and the match is thrown out. Uh, Stephanie throws Big Show and A Train out of the arena. So I guess we'll see in about half an hour then. Yeah, for mid event. <laughs> and then it is Team Angle versus Chris Benoit and Rhino. What? Why is Rhino still there? Why? Is Two straight weeks. Why? Why? Two straight weeks. Rhino's just like to me. He's poison. Whoever you put Rhino with, it's just apart from Heath Slater. That's well, yeah, but yeah, but that's <laughs> the, that's nostalgia of seeing Rhino. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Look when look when Rhino got interfered around uh, WrestleMania with the TLC match. I, I thought he spoke the match. He spoke the match. It's Rhino. Is what was Rhino? Rhino was. They always say Rhino was the last ECW champion. Yeah, but look who was around him. He was fighting like just incredible for the ECW title. Yeah, we're not talking Taz. Rob Van Dam era of ECW. Do you know what I mean this is a bad ECW? Yeah. Michael Olsen wasn't even there anymore. So what was Rhino really? Apart from a really bad mid-card time. We're putting him with Benoit. He what, was, where's Benoit going? He was the Bucketeer of WCW. Are we going to get tag champs? Are your new tag champs going to be at some point Benoit and Rhino? No. I don't remember that ever happening. No. So if that happens. And then, oh well, Benoit, he makes Charlie Ass tap out with a crossface to win the match. And then we get another John Cena rap. On Brock Lesnar. Just have a match or do something else. Seriously, have a match or do something else, John. Why? Why? Where's this stemmed from? Why does he want Brock Lesnar? I don't like. I don't. It's just. I don't know. It's just one week he turned up and said, "Brock, I think you're a dick. I'm gonna rap about you. Look at me, I'm Marky Mark. I don't like it. I, I like rapping, John. When in about a year, this early stuff. I can't remember. I forgot about all this early stuff. It's just he doesn't do anything. Wait till he gets Jesus and Carly Utterstrom just starts stabbing people and that. He gets stabbed by Jesus, there. So Michael's a bit mad at that. He gets stabbed by Jesus. Anyway, we go backstage to Paul Heyman. He's backstage shitting himself. And it is time for our main event. It is Brock Lesnar versus Paul Heyman with Kurt Angle in his corner. Uh, early on, Angle starts climbing the cage from the outside, getting Lesnar's attention. Uh, Charlie Aston, Shelton, Benjamin running the door and attack Brock Lesnar. Lesnar takes out Team Angle and leave the, and they leave the cage and then he goes after Heyman. Kurt Angle then attacks Brock from behind. Lesnar turns around, throws Angle headfirst into the cage, slicing him open. Ric Flair would be proud. Uh, Lesnar grabs Heyman, throws him into the cage. Lesnar picks up Heyman for an F5, but Kurt runs in and whacks Lesnar. Kurt nails Angle Slam onto Lesnar. Then Kurt puts Paul Heyman on top of Lesnar for a two count. Kurt then puts the ankle lock onto Lesnar, who holds Heyman's foot, preventing him from escaping. Lesnar then kicks out the ankle lock. Goes after Heyman again, but Angle attacks him again from behind. Heyman then crawls up to the top of the cage. Lesnar notices, pulls him down, picks up Heyman for an F5, kicks Angle away, nails the F5 in the centre of the ring. One, two, three. Gets a WWE title shot against Kurt Angle, who is supposed to have a neck injury next week on SmackDown. Kurt Angle just got split open by that cage. Well, you don't believe in God. Stop! Brock Lesnar and Heyman in the cage. The match is underway. Oh my God! Hey, okay. look at Heyman! Heyman's trying to escape. That's stinky SOB. Heyman's gonna get out. If Heyman, if Heyman makes it over the top of the cage into the floor below, he'll win the damn match. And that cage is strong. It's holding up Heyman and Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar has hold of Heyman. Uh oh! Uh oh! Oh, a clubbing blow! 
Lesnar at Survivor Series. Uh-oh. 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 The Now, obviously, Kurt Angle has a neck injury. As we know, he's got injured at No Way Out, so he's basically got one match in him. We're not going to see Kurt Angle wrestle up to Mania. So what the fuck are they going to do next week? Yeah. Yeah. That makes... Yeah. I don't I don't know what they're going to do with him. DQ, straight away. Yeah. But we, we, we didn't know this, though, did we? Not until we watched the WWE documentary. We didn't know he had a broken neck. No, no. We had no... But that's great insight for well, us. Obviously, because one of us has watched SmackDown and one of us hasn't. Do you have a clue what's going to happen next week? Can you remember it all? It's fucking brilliant. <laughs> it's brilliant. No. You will once we get there. Anyway, let's get on to the next episode of Monday Night Raw. So we move on then, it is the March the 10th episode of Monday Night Raw, we are Cleveland, from Cleveland, Ohio. Some heat tapings, we have Molly Ali beats Jacqueline, Spike Dudley defeats Matt Stryker. Matt Stryker? Matt Stryker. Rodney Mack defeats Tommy Dreamer, what are they doing Rodney Mack, what are they doing? He should have stayed as Red Dog over on SmackDown, at least doing on TV time. Yeah. And Stephen Richards defeated Al Snow. Stephen Richards and Al Snow, and well and Tommy Dreamer, they are like the matriarchs of Sunday Night Heat at the minute. <laughs> They're, 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 that's the main event so we kick off with Eric Bischoff he tells the heels to be nice to Steve Austin when he gets here and says the last thing he needs is Steve Austin as an enemy well I think it's maybe a little bit too late for that Eric <laughs> uh, Bischoff says that he'll call Steve Austin out and has to bury the hatchet the heels leave and The Rock enters the room and excuses Chief Morley Bischoff asks if The Rock is ready for his match with Booker T The Rock says that he's not ready for anything because it won't happen he says that the world title is important to him, but right now he calls off the match once Austin at Mania. Right, okay. So, that's what he wants. The world title means shit then. Yeah. Beating that's... Austin. Yeah, but to be fair, that is good logic. That is good logic because this is your last ever chance to have a go at Austin and he's beat you twice on the granddaddy of them all. Yeah, more respect to the Rock for me. And uh, I don't know what's Triple H thinking at this point because... <laughs> even 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 though right so the, Rock's like I'm not being fucking buried by fucking ground fast yeah <laughs> and Triple H is probably thinking though because he always he was always the guy that was wanted to be in the same spotlight as Austin and The Rock isn't yeah. he so this to him deep down Triple H is probably thinking must hurt yeah it must hurt yeah The Rock he says that he'll wrestle tonight but not Booker T and then we get to our first match it is Rob Van Dam and Kane versus Vitamin C of Chris Jericho and Christian Ravadami is the frog splash on Christian, but uh, Chris Jericho rolls in and pins RVD. Jericho celebrates on the ramp, but guess fucking who comes out and super kicks Jericho? Sure, Michaels. And Michaels tells Jericho that he'll see him at WrestleMania. I'll see you at WrestleMania, So as we said boy. in the last episode, that is the next match set for Mania, which, as all the matches that have been confirmed so far, it's one of the most I am looking forward to, to an extent, but the build-up's been fucking shite. Yeah. Shite. Where's the story? There's no story. Where's the story? Do you know, it's just, it's just jump attack, jump attack, beat up, beat up. Do you know, this started the rumble, man. So this was going on before the rumble. And what do we actually know about this storyline apart from that Jericho used to emulate to be 
Uh, Shawn Michaels, and now he can't stand him. Well, what I want to know is why Shawn Michaels isn't wrestling in matches. This is something I'm going to. He's got to be. He's got to be injured, hasn't he? He's got to be. Or because he's, we're still only two, three, four months away from when he come back. Are they still trying to just be careful with him and saving him for pay per views? Maybe. But I don't know. He team last month. He was teaming with Jeff Hardy last month. Yeah. So maybe he is injured. Yeah. Maybe he's injured. We will find out for Mania what the mm. fuck we're with Shawn Michaels. Or maybe he's just being fucking lazy. Maybe he's just pulling his Shawn Michaels, pulling, he's lost his smile. Or oh, it's creative. He's just lost his smile. Booker team with a promo about his upbringing and says that uh, Triple H knows nothing about him. He calls him out, but instead out comes Ric Flair and says that Booker T isn't Michael Jordan, isn't Tiger Woods and isn't Triple H. Does Triple H really qualify to be in that category of Michael Jordan and Tiger Woods yeah. and Triple H? And what, what? And the game. And Tiger Woods and Michael Jordan are both black, by the way. <laughs> well, that's why he said he isn't Michael Jordan. Or, but surely, but there's no, because there's never been a black world champion. There's no one to compare, so you have to throw Triple H in there as the last one. Think of Triple H black being black. He won't be well. Do, uh, do you honestly believe Vince McMahon would allow his daughter to marry a black guy? Well, no, just, just uh, what I'm asking you to do is just picture Triple H being black in your head. What for? Go on, I'm picturing him. Just picture, just picture him being black. I don't, where's this going? He just looked weird. Where's this going? He looked really weird. Moving on. Ric Flair says that 19 months in the big house means Booker T is bad news. Taking nothing away from you, 19 months in the big house means you're bad to the bone, man. For Christ's sake, Vince, we're discussing Booker T's prison time now. We were a bit racist last week, now we're on to prison. You've been inside, look at you. Right, but, but, on Smackdown, Nathan Jones is getting pushed as, look at me, I'm out of prison, I'm a changed man. Yeah. Booker T's, oh, look at you, you've been in prison. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> you criminal, you're black, you're a criminal. I don't like where this is going. No. And there's still another, like, two weeks left till, like, WrestleMania or something. It's only going to get worse. It's only going to get worse. The whole storyline, though, in all seriousness, um, isn't it just burying Booker? Do you know what I mean? He's borderline racist. Right? You think Vince would have learnt his lesson with HLA, with Katie Vick, with the bad media attention it was getting. And we're going now with this, with, if, like we said at the start, if this is seen in the... I'd, I'd, love to, I'd love to speak to somebody who lived in America around this time that could tell me, if somebody's out there, drop me a tweet, drop me on Facebook, what was the media reaction to this storyline? Yeah. obviously we uploaded the video on Facebook of the segment and there was there was a lot of comments about it it was, it was quite interesting read to see all the comments of people that saw it as a racist angle or saw it as um, it was just WWE being WWE Do you know what I mean it's like when we had on WWE TV last week with Kurt Angle and My, My Black Son you know with, with old, uh, with old uh, Jordan Jordan Angle or whatever he's going by now Jake, Jason Jordan Angle uh, Team Angle who's um but people were shocked. How can Kurt Angle have a black son? May Young gave birth to a hand, man. Right. <laughs> Kane had sex with a corpse. Yeah, oh, it's had... WWE. But there's these lines. And I think we're borderline crossing it with this storyline. 100%. Well, I, don't, I just don't agree with it at all. I don't, I don't think it's a good... It could have been done so much better. And I think with this... What they're doing with Booker T at the minute, it, it, the lead up to WrestleMania, it's just it's burying the whole lead to it. Well, Ric Flair finishes the segment uh, by saying that Triple H offered to make Booker T his personal assistant and chauffeur. Disgusting. <laughs> 
Booker then lays out Ric Flair and heads backstage to find Triple H in his private bathroom. Uh, Triple H gives Booker T a dollar bill and tells him to go and get him a towel. Uh oh. Oh no. That is disgraceful. The now, fuck? what that, the fuck? Now that that is definitely racism. It's got to be. Booker T does get a little bit of revenge by laying out Triple H, but that is basically look at you. You're black, and back in the day, your race were slaves. Now go and get me a towel. That's disgusting. <laughs> it's terrible. Absolutely isn't it? disgusting. It's terrible. Do you know what I mean? We thought Katie Vick were bad. Like the Triple H, like. Triple H is like he's he's meant to be the next Vince McMahon in WWE. People watch his back. It's just wrong. Really, it's hard. It's hard to talk it's about. Wrong. It is hard to talk about. Right. So we go into our next match. It's Jeff Hardy versus Rico with Rosie and Jamal. So DIY SOS <laughs> have arrived in the building. Jeff Hardy makes a short work of Rico and retreats quickly away from three minute warning. I bloody would as well. I'd run away. What's going on again, Jeff Hardy? Yeah, he's stuck at his... Last week, he was saving testing Theatre Keebler. For some reason, he's now getting fucked up with three-minute warning. And he had what's going on with three-minute warning? <laughs> three-minute warning should be going for the tag titles. I just don't get it. Let me cut to Triple H and Maven. Uh, Triple H walks around backstage looking for someone to bury. Uh, he finds Maven and yells at him for being a tough enough wrestler. Uh, Triple H then whacks the stage and <laughs> Maven sticks up for him. Triple H then tells Maven that if he wants to be a real wrestler... Then get his gear on. Main, main event, event, Maven. Maven. <laughs> oh, jinx. <laughs> it's happening. It's main happening. Event, Maven. Main event, Maven. Uh, then Goldust, he tells Steve Austin that Bischoff wants to meet him and he's all shaky and stuttery while he's doing it. Uh, the Rock, he plays that anti Cleveland song on his guitar and then the Hurricane enters the room and The Rock asks him if he's ready to go one on one with the Great One. Uh, the Rock says he's been waiting for the Scorpion King versus the Hurricane. And he asked Hurricane what kind of powers he thinks he has. Hurricane says that he's got hurry powers. <laughs> love it. Love it. Rock gets serious and he wishes Hurricane looked tonight and then lays him out with one single punch. I wasn't expecting that. I didn't expect that punch. I didn't think the violence... The violence is not needed. No. It's funny just having the comedy yeah. and the little promo. Well, he slaps him to the ground and then he has that cheeky look on his face. Oh, he smiles. And King's loving it, isn't he? King, oh, fucking... Yeah, King loves bouncing off this. Yeah. He loves Hill Rock. And then we get to our next match, which is a number one contenders match for the women's title. It's Trish Stratus versus Jazz. About 30 seconds into the match, Victoria runs in. She lays both girls out with their women's title belt. And I smell triple threat at Mania. Yay. What, what, what can you do? What, what, what story, why, do, why does everyone keep attacking each other? Explain yourselves. It's um, <laughs> the women's revolution, right? Started what two three years ago? Yeah, with your look pages. Look at it now, stuff. man. <laughs> look at it now. It's shit. Like, look at Raw. You've got the same two women fighting all the time. Yeah. 
And then on SmackDown, you've got a clusterfuck of six women. Lana's probably the only one... Constantly who having six women matches. Yeah. And now we've got Natalia. Natalia's in... The no, like, hey, be careful what you say for the next five. I love a bit of Natalia, me. She, about time she's getting another push. Yeah, but still, it's like... She'll win title. Everybody keeps thinking Charlotte's... Hey, but Naomi, she's put a fucking... Fairy lights on fucking belt. It looks fucking <laughs> stupid, man. Fairy lights. Feel Don't... the glow. Feel the glow. Feel the glow, glow, glow. Feel glow. the fucking glow. Ah. Um, we come to Bischoff. He says that he wanted Austin beaten to a bloody pulp last week. He says he let his personal feelings get in the, get in the way of business. And he says that he's sorry that he fired Austin by a FedEx from WCW. He says that he's sorry for saying that Austin would never amount to anything. And he also apologises to Jim Ross for smashing a concrete block over his face a couple of weeks back. <laughs> Uh, he says that if you're... Wait, 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 Right, okay, so... Me and you are walking down the road. I don't fucking like you. You don't like me. I decide to trip you up. And I smash a fucking cinder block over your head. And, and then I sorry. go... I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Dave. Just say sorry, it's alright. Sorry, Dave. I, I, didn't, I didn't mean to Just apologise. Apologise, it's alright. We'll get over it. Bishop says that if he hadn't fired Austin, then the whole Stone Cold gimmick would never have been born. Thank you very he much. He has a point. He has a fucking bang point. That's what I said. Uh, Stone Cold gimmick then hits and out comes a rattlesnake to the ring... Uh, Bischoff extends his hand to Austin to try and bury the hatchet. Austin instead sticks his middle finger in Bischoff's face. Austin says that he thought Bischoff's speech was boring and he says the only thing he wants to bury tonight is his foot in Bischoff's ass. Suddenly, Hollywood Rock comes out to the stage and Rock runs his mouth and Austin challenges Rock to come out to slap his face. Uh, Austin remembers that the last two times Austin and the Rock faced off, Austin won. Austin then lays down the centre of the ring and challenges Rock to come down and pin him. Would have been hilarious if Rock had just came down and then a raft come out. One, two, three, game over. You've had your match done. <laughs> Fuck me in here. Austin says if he isn't leaving the building until he kicks someone's ass and turns around and stomps a mud all in Bischoff. The Rock then runs down to the ring, but as Austin turns around, the Rock runs away. Is um that that gave it such a nostalgia feel again to the segment because that's exactly what they used to do back in the day. When Austin would be kicking fuck out of corporation, Rock would come down all cocky as fuck, Rock would turn around and Rock, Austin turned back Rock, now not today, I'll come, next week I'll be back, I'll get you, <laughs> and he'll give him loads of talk trash for ages, but come on then, come in, no, no, it's alright, on my terms, my terms, and he's right, on his terms. It's the best way to do it. On his terms. The best way to do it is being a heel, that's why you, how you get your, heel, your heat, Miz does it, brilliant for it. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, and then we get main event Maven, uh, he, um, it's not so main event. Triple H beats him quite comfortably and after the match uh, Maven he gets his head caught between the ropes and Al Snow runs down to help free Maven from the ropes that right that 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 bit when he gets his, his neck stuck in the ropes that like how did he man did, did he do that on purpose I think so to bring out Al Snow because then Al Snow goes on to get a pedigree that's surely dangerous though well and your cousin Rakishi does it your cousin used to do it it's quite a safe bump is it Mankind does it Mankind used to do it all the time as Cactus Jack with the rope in twisting the ropes with the neck, yeah, it's quite safe. That I don't look very safe to me. It look, they've done a good well. I say it's quite safe. Now. I've never been in a ring and I've never wrestled, but I imagine if a lot of them do it on all time, it's got to be safe to an extent. Uh, Bischoff, he then gets an idea and announces announces Eric Bischoff versus Steve Austin next week with his rules. Uh, what's that? Get fucking Bischoff's boys out. <laughs> it's going to be a hundred on one gauntlet match because eight months away from the ring Steve Austin after one five minute match is still being seen as fucking Terminator <laughs> we then cut to Stacey on the mobile phone talking to Test uh, Stacey finds out that Test is already down south for days uh, four days <laughs> he's gone for four days four with days the gone with the girls gone wild he's gone four days before the pay-per-view to look at some titties to sign autographs on titties he loves his tits loves, loves his them. titties 
Terry then informs Stone Cold that he's got a rematch with Bischoff next week. Austin just smiles and says that he likes the idea of that. And then we get Devon versus Lance Storm, which is fucking random. Uh, Wait, when did Devon get reinstated? Dave, no, just calm down. <laughs> uh, Chief Foley says that if Bubba Ray and Spike interfere, uh, all Dudleys will be will remain suspended. Sorry, uh, but Molly says that if Devon can get the win. Um, then all three Dudleys will be reinstated and he adds himself to the match to make it a handicap match. As expected, Molly and Storm defeat Devon with ease. Uh, getting a bit boring now. And when the hell are they going to be fucking reinstated? And where's Regal? Yeah, where is Regal? Is he another one that's joined Billy Gunn on injured list that no one's told us about? Yeah. Yeah, he's just vanished. And then, a, se a segment that Mike would be proud of. We get the girls gone wild. Hot lesbian action wet t-shirt competition. HLA, HLA, HLA. Uh, Jerry Lawler is in his fucking element with these four tramps and Stacey Keebler. Uh, basically, everybody gets wet and Lawler has an orgasm. End of segment. Yeah, pretty much. We're trying to move away. Or we're trying our best to move away. We've actually having women's matches, but it's, it's still tits and a, tits and a, tits and a all the time. And then we get The Rock versus The Hurricane. The match you wanted. The match I've been dreaming of. Rock puts Hurricane's cape on to mock him, which is brilliant. It's like Rock's been playing dress up since he came back. He put on Hulk's uh, bandana back at No Way Out, and now he puts on the fucking Hurricane's cape. He just wants to play dress up. It's his new movie. Uh, the Rock is about to finish Hurricane off with people's elbow when Steve Austin's music hits. Austin walks down to ringside to distract Rock, allowing Hurricane to pin The Rock. Stand back! There's a hurricane! There's a new main event coming through <laughs> as Raw goes off the air. Biggest night of <laughs> Gregory Helms' career, career. But why not? It's working. It's going. It's getting off. It's getting. We got it. it we marked out on it, and we st he's still got a pop out of us. So why not? Why not interject Hurricane in there? Yeah, he, and he's used, next he's, week he goes up against Austin. <laughs> he's got some use, but they've got to get who they've made something out of nothing, which you can't fault WWE for. There. Oh no, not all. So. Shall we move on to the next episode of SmackDown as the road to WrestleMania continues? So moving on then is the March 13th episode. We are from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, home of one Kenneth Angle, Kenneth I believe. Angle. The Velocity taping before the show, Johnny Stamboli defeats Funaki. Shannon Moore defeats Matt Stryker two weeks in a row. Uh, Matt Stryker getting an appearance. Uh, Bill DeMott defeats BJ Payne, which blowjob Payne. Your first letters are BJ. Who is he? I've got no fucking jobber to the stars. BJ uh, Payne. And Tajiri defeats Jamie Noble. 
Uh, SmackDown kicks off with Team Angle, Benjamin and Haas. They defeat Rey Mysterio and Billy Kidman. It's about time, really. Billy Kidman uh, nearly botches a shooting star press. Uh, he might have injured his arm, to be fair. Uh, Team Angle come back and get the pinfall on Kidman for the victory. Uh, and then we get backstage of uh, Brian Kendrick. He gives Stephanie some flowers and thanks her for the opportunity to wrestle on SmackDown. Uh, Steph accepts the flowers and says that she was very impressed by Kendrick's match. He got battered by Kurt Angle in four and a half minutes. I'm impressed. Yeah, you took a beating. Well done. You sell right well. <laughs> and then um, Jamie Noble, he goes to the Playboy Mansion on behalf of his girlfriend, Nidia. Um, WB equals titties when Playboy's in town. Do you know what I mean? Another Playboy segment. Last week, it was all uh, Stephanie McMahon saying, I might be in Playboy. Then it's Tory Wilson's in Playboy. Um, Jamie Noble, now, cast your mind back. Jamie Noble waits at the door for over an hour at the Playboy Mansion. Jamie says that he's there to tell Hugh Hefner that he should have picked Nidia instead of Tory. The security comes out and escorts Noble away. Wasn't this the exact same storyline that they did with Eddie Guerrero in China back in the day? Yes, it is. When Sable was in Playboy. And Eddie Guerrero believed it should have been China instead, I believe. Yeah. And he went to the Playboy Mansion. Or, actually, I'm lying. China was in Playboy, wasn't she? It was when she was in Playboy and he went to the mansion to complain. But it is still basically the same story. Yeah, yeah, it is. Everyone going to the mansion to complain to get kicked away and taken back by security guards. You'd think, it's honest, every time <laughs> they've done it, they'd, they'd think of something new. <laughs> and our next match is Rikishi versus Chuck Palumbo. Uh, joining him at ringside is Nunzio and Johnny Stamboli. Uh, Los Guerreros run down and attack Nunzio and Stamboli before they can interfere. And uh, Rikishi pins Palumbo after the bonsai drop. So it looks like that we're going to get Guerreros versus some two of three FBI at Mania. But aren't Guerreros still your tag champs? Oh no, it's Team Angle the tag champs, obviously. Yeah. But So who's, who's fighting for the tag belts? Why, this is, we're three weeks away from Mania. Who's fighting for the tag belts? I don't know, I'm, I'm sensing some sort of tag team tournament turmoil something to determine 12 teams yeah throw a three minute one in there just for shits and giggles I'd love to see. where's Billy and Chuck get them back Billy and Chuck needs to come back and, and put some order on the tag team division in Smackdown and speaking of tag teams well before the next tag team match we find uh, Undertaker he finds Nathan Jones in a dark room all by himself uh, Nathan then says when you spend 10 years in solitary confinement you spend time alone sometimes Undertaker says that he wants Nathan Jones to watch his next match to scout for their Mania match. Which has been confirmed of Nathan Jones and The Undertaker versus The Big Show and A-Train. So Nathan Jones is first proper... and He's not had a match yet, has he? No. And they're going to chuck him in with... <laughs> Mania with The Taker and Big Show and A-Train. I don't even know if... You don't even, we don't even know if he can wrestle... We, we can't, we've seen these videos of Taker fucking training him. Yeah, but we don't, we've we we not seen him in ring, we haven't seen him have, have, have his, like I said, he should have had a debut match, rather than have him just come out, kick something in the face and then run off. Do you mean, they should have him having a debut match. Nathan yeah, but Jones. are they trying to say that if Taker trust, if Taker's put his time and effort in him, then he must be amazing? It's not, is it? <laughs> I don't know, I've not seen him wrestle. The thing that annoys me about Nathan Jones is he could have had so much more they could have done it's so much more right. with him. It's built like a Brock Lesnar. Yeah, he had so much potential. Like Look at the build of him. He's yeah. fucking huge. Yeah. He's, 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 he's come out of prison. They could have like some weird twisted mind disorder and 
He's, he doesn't know what he's doing and he's crazy and he just attacks anybody. He's not a heel, he's not a face, he attacks everybody. Have him go after Brock. But no, they have him as Undertaker's pros here. It's alright, Nathan. I know you've spent 10 years in prison and you're in a dark room talking to yourself. I'm here, mate. That Undertaker's his counsellor. We should have. His guardian angel. They should have waited till after WrestleMania and then debut then on SmackDown. Yeah. Well, no, they've debuted him enough. Brought him back. They've brought him in at start, but he's too they, early. No, I think give him no. I'm not saying put him into the match with Taker at Mania. Why? You don't need to be on Mania card. You could bring him in now if you wanted to. We don't need to be on Mania card. Or being a multi-man match at Mania card, so he's he only kind of gets a few spots in to make him look good. But WWE. So tag team match. It is Big Show and A Train versus Tajiri and Fanaki. I bet you can guess who wins here. <laughs> A-Train train wrecks Fanaki before pinning him for the win. Pointless. Just to make him look big and tough and look at us way big and we can squash a couple of jobbers. We go backstage to Sean O'Hare. He's with Dawn Marie. He asks Dawn that if there is something wrong and she says that she's upset that Tori Wilson was picked for Playboy. Another segment talking about Playboy. I said at start, remember how many times fucking... We're on about ten already. We're only on three episodes of SmackDown. Uh, um, so, yeah, so... Uh, Dawn says that she's upset that Tori Wilson was not picked for Playboy. Uh, Tori Wilson was picked for Playboy and not her. Uh, Sean says that the Girls on Girls Gone Wild, um, they've got a chance to show their um, their bodies on the Girls Gone Wild pay-per-view, which will be on TV later on this evening. I didn't watch it. I went on Facebook. I asked people, and apparently it was a legit pay-per-view that people actually bought to watch Girls Going Wild. I've got you porn for that now. <laughs> Red tube. Yeah, Girls Gone Wild. Why don't you... I'd, I'd... Back then, yeah, maybe you'd pay for it. Their target audience would have been like a sixteen-year-old boy. Yeah. Uh, to watch some girls get the tits out. Right. No, definitely. Page free for that over here in the UK. Yeah, yeah there we go. It used, used to be until they banned it. Yeah. Flats. Uh, Sean he then points out that Don O'Hare. Uh, Don O'Hare. Look, I've buried him already. <laughs> uh, Sean O'Hare then points out that Don Marie has an opportunity to show her body on SmackDown. Uh, Marie asks if uh, O'Hare is implying that she exposes her breast tonight. And Sean O'Hare says that he's not telling her anything she doesn't already know. Tits all around. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tits all around. And then, Tori Wilson, she unveils her Playboy cover photo. More tits all around. Looking very nice, to be fair. Looking very, very nice. Uh, Don Marie asks if the people think that she has a voluptuous body. And um, the crowd cheers, as programmed, because it's boobs. Uh, Dawn then says, while the girls are going wild on pay-per-view tonight, she's going to go wild on SmackDown. Dawn turns and flashes Michael Cole and Taz with a strategically placed camera on the back of her. Now, if you're a fan in that front row, did Dawn Marie just flash you everything but the nipple? Because I imagine she's got a plaster or something over the nip. Or did you just see Dawn Marie's tatties? I'd love to have been there. Yeah, but what were you seeing? Because can you remember way back when they in the Attitude Era with Sable, where she come out with the, the tape, uh, the X tape over both her nipple. No, it wasn't. It was like a handprint, weren't it? Tape over her nipples. So you basically saw everything but the nipple. So I think that there's no way on earth that, I know it's a live crowd and the TV cameras can't see it, but there's no way that she's just gone, boom, here's my tits. Who <laughs> <laughs> she thinks she is, Miss Kitty? I told you I was going to get naked. <laughs> I, don't, I, I, I don't know. I'd love to know anybody who's there. No. Yeah, if you was there in the audience and you were on the opposite side to the hard camera, did you see Dawn Marie's nipple? Let us know. Moving on, John Cena. Guess who he raps about? Brock Lesnar. Um, this is seriously getting boring now. Every week. Have a fucking match, man, or something. And then, tag team affair. Yet again, because SmackDown are digging tag teams. Los Guerreros, Eddie and Chavo, against 
the crippler and the man beast Benoit and Rhino what's happening <laughs> three weeks in a row and team angle running and cause a double disqualification I smell triple threat yeah that, you just said that yeah now you've there's said the that. build up so Los Guerreros S- uh, team angle and FBI fuck off or Rhino and Benoit no I reckon FBI is going to be on pre-show on E. I reckon we're going to get Johnny Stamboli against Jamie Noble or something like that on a heat. Yeah. Don't think we're going to worse. But yeah, that's quite interesting. Yeah, I'd like to see that as a triple threat match. Who wins up? Oh, I'd say Team Angle. Uh, purely for the fact that it, Team Angle need, t- Team Angle have been up and down at the minute. They're like up and down, up and down, up and down. Like You don't know whether they're going to win. You don't know whether they're going to lose. They're no, there's no straight form yeah. for Team Angle right now they're not winning well, well Team Angle are essentially Angle's henchmen whipping boys to an extent aren't they they're, they're the Brock's fodder yeah they've for, not had their chance to truly show. show well they have but on fucking velocities and and, and dark matches and stuff like yeah, that not, is, not we've not had proper hardcore team, let's see how good you are as a tag team yeah you've, you've had your two matches and then your title match but we've not seen you, you've been pushed to the stars, pushed to the absolute fucking moon and back by being aligned with the best on the roster at the minute with Kurt Angle. And look at you, you are dressed like Kurt Angle. You basically should be called Charlie Angle and fucking Shelton Angle. Do you know what I mean? Just like Jordan Angle. Oh, I'm running that road at the minute. Um, oh, Jason Jordan, bless him. My black son, my black son. Um, well, anyway, we're, we're digressing. So, I smell triple threat match for the tag team division on SmackDown at Mania. Stephanie... Then informs Team Angle that they will take on Los Guerreros and Benoit and Rhino at WrestleMania. There you go. Wow. Just to confirm what we already knew. They just... They, they, I would say that everybody in that match is so much better apart from like Rhino. Not, well, Benoit. Benoit's gone from a world title match at Rumble to a tag team title match, triple threat at yeah, Mania. But what I'm trying to say is, what has Rhino done to deserve a match at WrestleMania? What has he actually done? Because they, they needed a team. I don't understand why they couldn't have just gone with a tag team match of um, Guerrero's and Team Angle at Mania and put inserted Benoit somewhere else. But is this all after effects of, was it going to be at Mania? Edge and Benoit versus Team Angle for the titles. Yes. With the Guerreros. Yes. You've just you've nailed it, nailed it on the head. And with him getting injured out for a year, they've had to stick him with someone who's who's there. And we had this two episodes ago when we were trying to decide an opponent. For, no, it weren't. It was a few episodes ago for Rebellion when we were trying to work out why Booker T. Um, what was it Matt Hardy they sent over from SmackDown to go against him? Yeah. Who else it was? No, sorry. Booker T. Booker T they over. sent over from Raw. Yeah. We were trying to work out who else. This is the same sort of thing. Who else do we put with Benoit? Rhino's the only option. Who else, who else do you put with him? Kurt Angle, but Kurt Angle's tied up being world champion. Or WWE champion. Oh, I don't know, maybe... Yeah, you're right. I don't want So that's to. what Rhino's there for. So, moving on, we get a lovely video package of Hulk Hogan's rise to superstardom in the WWF, along with his real American theme. Vince McMahon, he comes on and says that he and Hulk Hogan have had some good times together. He says, but Hulk Hogan changed and it hurt Vince and it hurt his family. He says that Hogan just wanted to screw Vince when he defected to WCW. And he says their match at WrestleMania is going to be a fight like never seen before. Vince says that he is going to be hurt and devastated because he's going to have to kill off one of his own creations. Which, uh, would you be 
he's only dead if he's saying he's been saying that he was dead when he went to WCW and he's now Hulkamania's already dead last week his whole promo was Hulkamania's dead and now this week's promo is I'm going to kill it well you've just said you killed it I, I, I still enjoy where it's going like, I love that promo of look at Hulk Hogan the rise of Hogan and the impact he's had on wrestling especially for going back earlier if you're a fan that's watching and you are first dipping your toe into wrestling in 2002-2003 it's a good way to kind of see the, the rise of Hulk Hogan and see uh, it adds a bit more emphasis I think onto the importance of this match from Vince's eyes in real world in kayfabe is it personal? of course it is in real life of course it is the stereo trial was a real thing he no. testified against Vince the actual match though is this like it's, I'll take a reference from the show Glow and Netflix. Uh, watch it, guys, if you can. It's really, really oh, it's awesome. Good. It is awesome. But there's that bit where he says, uh, and it's, uh, what's his name? Mrs. Mate. Oh, my, uh, Riley. Alex, Alex Riley. Riley. He says, like, look, just because you don't like each other in real life doesn't mean you can't put a show on together. That's it. In a wrestling match. That is it. And that's probably like what I envision. Like they. Yeah, but look don't at Shawn like Michaels it. and Bret Hart. Like the '97 Survivor Series. I know it had the kerfuffle at the end, but that match itself and the feud to that on screen was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. But if you despise someone that much, but you, yeah, I'll work with them. You bring bring the best. But look at Matt Hardy and Edge. Obviously, I can't wait till we get into that in a couple oh. of years, a few years time. But obviously, it came out a bit further down the line that the Matt Hardy and Edge relationship was a bit more relaxed than the original when it all came out when they broke and stuff but to still willing to work with them and to work with your ex-missus as well who stabbed you up for your mates do you know what I mean but business is business you side to a contract you do what your boss says yeah you do what your boss says so we get to um, Matt Hardy with Shannon Moore versus the Pittsburgh Penguin because we're in Pittsburgh <laughs> uh, Matt <laughs> offers a open invitation to um, for anyone to come out for an non-title match and a mass cruiserweight comes out to the ring and introduced as the Pittsburgh Penguin. Uh, who do you reckon it is? I'm going to say like, Jamie Noble. It's Brian Kendrick. Brian Jamie Noble's on Raw. Oh, no, he ain't. Jamie Noble's on SmackDown. Yeah. <laughs> it's Brian Kendrick. Uh, Kendrick runs away, uh, causing a count out. It was basically over. That was it. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then we get our main event of the night. It is a WWE title match. Between Brock Lesnar and... Angle versus Brock Lesnar. And this is the return of Eric fucking Angle. And Brock Lesnar... Oh, boy, seven oh, time. Oh, Let's go. The challenger, the number one contender, quickly on the attack of the champion, Kurt Angle. It's shot to the small of the back. Lesnar is raring to go. Massive death comes of Brock Lesnar, driven into the small of back off of Kurt Angle with an sneeze. This is the match we've been waiting a year for. The All-American from the University of Minnesota against the Olympic gold oh, medal. Here we go, Cody. Oh, F5, F5, already. Just switched with somebody. Kurt Angle just rolled out of the ring. 
the hell is going on here? But who's this? Wait a minute! Oh! A roll-up! What's going on? Well, that's that angle! Yes, it is! Kurt Angle, and then there was Brock hit the F5, and now who's that? That's Kurt. Well, that's Kurt Angle. That's again. Kurt Angle. We just saw Kurt on the ramp. What is that? Kurt Angle too? There's two Kurt Angles. Well, whoever it is is gonna get the hell beaten out of him by Lesnar. What the hell? That's it. That's it. Who is that? So we get to the ring, Angle comes out, he's got his hood up, looking down at the floor, you can't see his face, gets into the ring, kneels down at the turnbuckle, facing the turnbuckle uh, with his head in his hands, Brock Lesnar's music comes in, the ring bell comes, he goes to attack him straight away, Brock Lesnar F5, covers him, one, two, and Brock Lesnar stands, sits up, he's like, that's not Kurt, and then the camera zooms in, and it's only the return of Eric Angle, obviously we saw him way back in, I want to say, Armageddon 2001, 2000, 2001, something like that, where it was The Undertaker versus Kurt, and uh, Eric Angle, he replaced Kurt during the match, and Undertaker last rided Kurt, went to pin him, and then realised it was Eric Angle, the return of Eric, <laughs> this time he's bold, just to match his brother, he's had air cut, um, and then Kurt Angle sneaks up from behind, because he can't wrestle, because his neck's fucked, and he's got one more match in him, for the schoolboy, one, two, three, and still, your WWE Champion, it's Kurt Angle. Clever. As SmackDown goes off the air. That's clever. I like that. That's very, that's very, very clever to bring Eric Angle in. Because you still got your title match. Yeah. You still got your because people, more people would have complained, including moi, <laughs> if you'd not got your match in. We would have got some shitty segment, but we still got your match. It yeah. was a pinfall. Kurt Angle got a pinfall victory over Brock Lesnar on SmackDown. Too shame. But overall, episode. All right. I know you didn't watch it. <laughs> Bro, well, from your beautiful narration, um, I would say it was all right. And I'm glad that we've got, we know where some matches are going as well. Yeah, it, Mania's starting to build a picture now. Starting to build a picture now. So, moving on to Monday Night Raw. on Raw on March 17th 2003 St. Louis Missouri and we start off with Eric Bischoff who's in the ring Bischoff says that this match with Steve Austin will be a lumberjack whip match kinky bastard a, a lumberjack whip <laughs> match <laughs> Bischoff says that all Raw superstars will act as lumberjacks for this match we now go does that mean Shawn Michaels I hope so I hope we get Shawn I bet Michaels he's not I bet he's not I bet he's not because he wasn't in the Battle Royal Unless he's still injured, which we, we, we speculate. We yeah, think possibly, is possibly. So, we're going to a tag match with Rob Van Dam and Kane versus Lance Storm and Chief Morley. 
Morley says that if the Dudley boys interfere in this match, they'll be suspended without pay. Ooh. <laughs> right. No. They've been suspended for the last three weeks. And every stipulation, if they interfere, they'll be suspended indefinitely. If they'll interfere, all the years will be suspended. Well, they, they, so they sat at home on, on money. Fucking stay at home then. Get paid for it. Fuck it. Go to ECW. Oh, should have been gone. Go to WWE's version of being on the dole. It is, yeah. We'll pay you, don't worry. Kenny and Arvidi defeat Morley and Storm after pinning Morley. Arvidi tries to frog splash Morley after the match, but he rolls out of the ring. The Dudleys run down and throw Morley back in along with the table. The Dudleys end up turning on Kane and RVD and 3D Kane through a table. Heal Dudley boys. I like it. We just said on last episode, oh, they need something. Yeah. This could be that something. But now, nah, but the thing is though, for the past three weeks, they have been like the arch enemy of fucking Chief Morley. They are now his bitch. Yeah. But he's now, does it, do they get added to the fucking Bishop boys? What a stable Bishop's got going on now. Throwing the Dudley boys as well. Yeah. What a stable. But it's, we need to put them against Heyman's boys at Survivor Series. It gives the Dudley boys more... Something to do. Yeah. And I'm a bit, I'm a bit more interested in what they're going to do now. Dudley's. But... They're better as a heel Yeah, team. but we're too a heel heavy though on the tag teams now. Christian and Jericho. Yeah. Three minute warning. Yeah. Storm and Regal when they can be asked. Uh, who are your tag champs on the right minute? Yeah, oh, it's Chief Molly and Lance Storm, isn't it? Is yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. So we go backstage. We've got an interview. Chief Morley and the Dudley boys. Devon reveals that Chief Morley called the Dudleys on the weekend and told them to make a choice. Chief Morley says that the Dudleys made the right choice. I'm not so sure. I don't think making right choice in your career is teaming with Alvinus. Yeah. It's... It didn't work for Stephen Richards. He had right to centre nice main event in Sunday night. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> He's Victoria's manager. Don't side yourself with Alvinus. So now we go in the ring and Triple H and Ric Flair and Goldust and Booker T are there. Triple H says that Booker T doesn't deserve a world title shot. We've heard this three, for three weeks now. And then it calls him a common street thug. Oh. <laughs> it's just getting worse, isn't it? Get your shovels ready, boys. Triple H says that a world champion doesn't attack someone from behind. Triple H calls out Booker T and he calls him a common street thug. Shockingly, Goldust music hits and comes out Goldust to the ring. Goldust says that Triple H's performance was Oscar worthy. Goldust says that he knows that deep down, down there oh, in, in the cackles of Triple H's heart, he's worried. Deep down. Down there. What? Down where? In the cock, 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 yeah. cockles of your heart, you are worried. Yeah. Goldust says that Triple H will find out at WrestleMania that you can't judge a book by its cover. Cock, 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 cover. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Book by its cover. Triple H makes fun of Goldust, who turns around and jumps Triple H and Flair. Triple H and Ric Flair beat up on Goldust until Booker T runs in and makes the save. Booker takes his frustrations out on Triple H and Ric Flair I smell tag match. before they escape. After the commercial, Triple H is thrashing the dressing room angry out they was made a fool of. And Triple H tells Ric Flair to go tell Eric Bischoff to give him a match with Goldust tonight. I don't want to see it. Keep them apart. 
keep them apart. Yeah. It's something that we talk about in like modern day 2017. We see them fight. We have a pay-per-view at the end of the month, but throughout the month, they're wrestling each other. So when it gets to the pay-per-view, I don't, I don't want to see it. Keep Booker T. A promo could have done and have Booker T have his own match. And like last week when Triple H and Ric Flair just walked out and yeah. then they walked back again. <laughs> just I don't know. Keep them apart. Right. Next bit annoyed me. Main event Maven. Where's he gone? He's facing Rico. <laughs> he gets the win. He gets the win. But they call it on commentary an upset victory. against fucking Rico. How's that an upset? <laughs> When's Rico ever had a credible victory to cause anyone to defeat him being an upset? Plus. And then he escapes before three minute warning can get him, which is even better. Look at Maven. Maven for world title. So we go backstage. Terry is with Shawn Michaels. Terry stands outside of Stone Cold Steve Austin's dressing room waiting for an interview. Shawn Michaels walks by and enters Austin's dressing room. So we're in the dressing room. Shawn Michaels comes in and says that he'll be a lumber he will be in the lumberjack match tonight. Yeah, buddy! See look. Shawn Michaels says that he will do his job and throw Austin back in the ring if he has to. Steve Austin asks Shawn Michaels will do when Chris Jericho is in the lumberjack match too. Shawn reminds Steve that The Rock will be a lumberjack as well. Steve says that he doesn't give a rat's ass about the WWE superstars. Steve says that if he if goes going down, down Eric Bischoff, Bischoff is going, going down, down with him. him. Love it. Love a bit of Rattlesnake. It's just a shame he can't fucking wrestle. Do you know what I mean? His knees are that smashed the best that he's getting. And obviously, as we know, jumping that ruthless aggression time machine that we love to drop into. Stewie from Family Guy made it. Um, we know that Austin's practically done. And it's just a shame that the best he can do on Raw is have these matches with Bischoff. But at least his main event in Raw... Just against Terry Bischoff. So we're backstage again still. And this time we've got Teddy Long and The Rock. Teddy Long shows The Rock this month's issue of WWE Magazine with Hurricane on the front. Teddy Long says that Rodney Mack is going to take Hurricane out next on Raw. Teddy says that nobody will remember that Hurricane beat The Rock on Raw last week. Teddy says that this was just another blatant attempt to hold a brother down. <laughs> Rodney Mack steps in and tells The Rock to be cool. Because he'll take care of the hurricane. Yeah, yeah. fucking Don't it. I've got it. It's all right, Rocky. I'm Rodney Mack. All I've wrestled is dark matches in last month. I got this. I'm scared for the hurricane. I'm scared. Rodney Mack might hurt him. Yeah. He's green. He's green as fuck. Yeah. And that's not the hurricane. That's Rodney Mack. He's green. He's shit. Oh, the hurricane's all right. The hurricane's all right. The hurricane can go. So we have the hurricane versus Rodney Mack with Teddy Long. Late in the match, the rock runs down and attacks hurricane, causing a DQ finish. Rodney Mack doesn't look happy with the rock. Rock stomps a mud hole in Hurricane and assaults him with a chair outside the ring. So that's like the little push for Hurricane gone, is it? I don't know. No, I don't know. I still think it's. I still think the Rock's putting him over. I think there's an end game. I think maybe after, once Mania's out of the way, we might see a, a long summer feud of the Rock and the Hurricane. <laughs> I'd have loved that. <laughs> I would genuinely love that. Think of the promos. Think of the promos. So next we have a Divas match with Trish Stratus and Jazz More versus Victoria bollocks. and Stephen Richards. More Diva bollocks. Again, it's just me against you and next week we'll team up against somebody else. What's, there's no storyline. Why are they all fighting each other? Sell it to me! <laughs> Earlier, Victoria's caressing her championship belt and saying that it's hers. Stephen Richards says that Victoria has beaten Trish many times in the past. Victoria and Stephen Richards win the match. Stephen Richards sets up the DDT on Trish after the match. Jeff Hardy. Oh my God. Jeff yeah, Hardy runs down. Dead, 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 and makes dead, the save. Dead, dead. Tossing Richards out of the ring. 
Jeff sets up with Victoria for the Swanton Bomb, but Richard pulls out the ring and Jeff helps Trish up and sees Jeff Hardy, the ultimate face, ultimate face, keeps running out and saving all these women. Oh, now I'm going to set Victoria up for a Swanton. <laughs> where does that leave Jeff now? Where, where? Fucking same place it was <laughs> when we started this. Nowhere. He's got like, what? Oh. Jeff Hardy's just interfering in everything, hoping someone will ask him to stick around. <laughs> hoping somebody will give him a match next week it's going to be Jeff Hardy I can see future Jeff Hardy and Trish versus Stephen Richards and Victoria I've called it now I'm telling you what next week yeah you think I reckon so okay so we'll go backstage to an interview with a coach and Chris Jericho Chris Jericho says that he's used to dream he used to dream about Shawn Michaels Chris Jericho says he's now dreams of ending Shawn Michaels legacy yeah buddy and then we've got Test, Test and Stacy. They're backstage. Stacy says that she has a tag partner lined up for Test tonight. Stacy walks away, and Test continues looking at Tori Wilson's issue of Playboy. So they're pushing Playboy again. On I'm telling you again. Who's, Playboy, Playboy, Playboy. Who's his partner? Who's his tag team partner going to be? Uh, Albert. TNA's coming back. <laughs> no, we all know it's going to be Big Papa Dump. Yeah. Because um, that's what the storyline's coming over the next couple of months. And I, for one, can't wait. It's probably the worst <laughs> thing to do with Test. Sticking with another Royd monster. The best thing to do with Test. Sticking with somebody else who's as clumsy as fucking he is. Test deserves so much more. Of course, yeah, but he, uh, I have to agree. There was When we were speaking, we had a conversation on, I, I believe it was Facebook the other day, on the page, and somebody meant commented saying that Test has thrown away every chance that he's had and I have to agree he has as much as I love Test he's, he had the perfect opportunity with, to do something properly good with this Stacey gimmick and this testicle thing and then he doesn't turn up to that row and loses his match at No Way Out and then it's all just gone from shitter on it and it's been always signing girls boobs on girls gone wild next thing we'll see him in the bloody what is it New York he'll something. be in fucking WWE New York yeah Come down, Billy Gunn, Hardcore Holly. Have some Sunday dinner. Watch the pay-per-view. Yeah. WWE New York. Oh, my gosh. So what we got next then? So it is Chris Jericho and Christian versus Test and Scott Steiner. As we said, big popper dump. Uh, Test, he gets pinned after Stacey causes a distraction. So already dissension within the ranks. That's, that's just stupid booking. In my opinion. You put them together as a tag team, they lose straight away. Of course, it's WWE fucking booking. Next match, Triple H and Goldust. Uh, Triple H wins after Randy Orton interferes from the crowd, uh, breaking a crutch over Goldust. Why? Uh, just because wrestling. Because evolution. What was the need? Evolution! Because evolution. Triple H needed help to beat Goldust. Of course he did. It's fucking main event. Goldust. <laughs> The Rock, uh, he then carries on his weekly music performances and sings a song to Bischoff. He suggests that Bischoff take, uh, he suggests that Bischoff books a rock concert on Raw next week. Uh, he says that Steve Austin embarrassed him last week and nobody embarrasses The Rock. The Rock convinces Bischoff to change it from a lumberjack match to a handicap match. It is our main event. It is Steve Austin versus Eric Bischoff. Uh, the Rock runs down and gives Austin a stunner. Austin gets up and fights back and gives Bischoff a stunner and pins him. Uh, the Rock then ran back down afterwards and gives Steve Austin a huge rock bottom. Um, it, proper building up. This is this ending to this Raw was like maybe four or five of the stills and the little clips they used in the whole promo package for the Mania match. 
again, I know I keep saying it every week at the end of the row that the nostalgia feel for this match, and I cannot fucking wait. I don't know about you for their Mania match. Yeah. That should go on last. That's the main event. That's that's yeah. What I think. Yeah, definitely. Overall, raw. Good raw. They can't fault it. Raw's been good. Feels fresh. Feels so much fresh to the last like maybe three four months. Get rid of. They just need to like. I think there's a couple of tweets they need to sort out. Like Jeff Hardy, man. He needs to go. He's 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 on that chopping block zone. He's got to be. What yeah. what's he doing? What is he actually doing? Nothing. He's just randomly turning up and getting his ass kicked. Or randomly turn up and saving a bird. What, like, it's backstage, like, backstage is there and he's, like, talking to creative and creative is, like, telling him, right, this is what you're going to do this week. You're just going to run, run out. Let's go. <laughs> Where's run. Jeff Hardy? We need to run in. Where's Jeff? Jeff, Jeff. Run in. Go, now. Go and do a swan time. <laughs> go and do a flip de do So, we're nearly there. We are getting close. Are you ready for another episode of SmackDown? I am so ready. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> So it is time for more Smackdown. It is March the 20th. We are from Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, we had some Velocity message as normal. It was Nick Dinsmore. Did that name ring a bell? No. Eugene. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And Rob Conway. Does that ring a bell? Yes, it does. Defeated Rene Dupree. that ring a bell? Yes, it does. And Lance Cade. Does that ring a bell? Yes, it does. R.I.P. Uh, and then we had Sean O'Hare. He beat Canyon with Jackie Gator. Does that ring a bell? Jackie Gator. Off, Jackie off Tough Enough. Yeah. Uh, and then we had Nunzio with Stambolian Palumbo as Norm defeats Tajiri. And A-Train with the Big Show d- squashed the shit out of Fanaki. Why? 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 The show kicks off with a tribute to the troops, uh, to the forces fighting over in Iraq. And we get a recap of last week's Kurt Angle versus Brock Lesnar match. Uh, and obviously the return of Eric. Uh, and then that we kick off with Sh- uh, Charlie House with Shelton Benjamin versus Rhino with Chris Benoit. Uh, later in the match... Rhino sets up for the goal, but Shelton Benjamin trips him over. Uh, Hass runs in. He whacks Rhino with the title belt, causing the DQ. And obviously, Benoit runs in to save Rhino from the double team. Rhino. <laughs> Rhino. Rhino's integral to this feud at the can minute. We, can we just call Rhino Edge? Can we call him Edge? Shall we say Edge? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we get an interview with Bob Costas, uh, saying that Vince versus Hulk is a battle of the ages. Uh, Bob says that their issues have to be settled, and settled in public. Who the fuck's Bob Costas? <laughs> no idea. <laughs> and I didn't bother Googling it either. I don't know who he is. Uh, Stephanie, then she says she was angry with Brian Kendrick uh, after he was revealed as the Pittsburgh Penguin uh, last week. She says that Brian is a liability because he's not part of the SmackDown roster. Kendrick apologises, saying that he just wants to impress her. And she says that if Brian can beat Shannon Moore tonight, he will get a spot on the roster. Come on. I smell spot. He's yeah. got to get a victory yeah. for Shannon Moore, hasn't he? Yes. John Cena. He gives his weekly rap and issues an open challenge for WrestleMania 19. Fucking Eminem walks out and they have a rap off. (laughs) And then our next match is Rikishi, just because he was involved in the match where Guerrero saved him last week. Uh, He's teaming with Los Guerreros against the full FBI of Stamboli, Palumbo and fucking Nunzio. Uh, Rikishi hits Palumbo with a Savat kick and Eddie hits a frog splash for the win. And then... We get Bobby the Brain Heenan. Fuck yes. Yes. Uh, it's so sad, to be fair, what's happened to Bobby O'Heenan. I don't know if you've seen any recent pictures. Uh, obviously, 
throat cancer, I believe, it's absolutely torn him to shreds and it's ruined one. I would love for Heenan still be around to this day. Well, obviously he is, but to be around uh, vocally and give his thoughts and imagine all the w uh, WWE documentaries and that with Heenan's being put as well. It's fucking amazing. Uh, but Heenan, uh, he says that he's not sure uh, that Vince would be Vince without Hulk and vice versa. The Brain says that both of them are motivated by money and power and he says that their match at WrestleMania is going to be great. So it seems like we're on a theme tonight. We're just pulling out all these... I imagine Bob Costas is somebody from the past uh, involving Hulk Hogan or Vince McMahon from the past. And it seems like tonight is the night where we speak to and we bring up everyone. Uh, and obviously I've watched this episode of SmackDown and you haven't. And I know it's coming out of the woodwork and it gets fucking better from here. You think Bobby Heenan was good? Give it half an hour. Next match, Jamie Noble versus Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio, fucking Noble's on a down fucking fall in here at the minute. Heartbreaking. He gets the win with the 619 followed by the West Coast pop. Kurt Angle then tells his brother Eric that what Brock did last week was very unnecessary. Uh, Kurt says they're going to go out and give Brock a piece of their minds. Uh, Kurt brags that he's still the WWE champion and he says that he, he demands an apology from Brock Lesnar tonight. Instead, Stephen Man's new music comes out. The music that she still uses to this day, I believe. I'm sure it's still what she uses to this day, isn't it? Yeah. Um, she says that if anyone tries to interfere or if Kurt gets DQ'd, he'll lose the title. Kurt tells Stephanie that they're not going anywhere until Brock comes out and apologises. Brock comes out and he slides into the ring. Uh, Kurt then pushes his injured brother into the path of Brock's clothesline, but then Kurt then smashes a crutch over Brock's head. Uh, Kurt then gives Brock a big angle slam through a steel chair. He locks Brock in a variation of the camel clutch and refuses to break the hold. I don't know why the camel clutch and not the angle sli uh, not the ankle lock. Kurt then chases all the referees away and circles a fallen Brock Lesnar before departing the ring. Uh, yeah, why camel clutch? I don't understand. Why not ankle lock? Why not? Why not show that the ankle lock could be the move that could potentially defeat the? I'm going to say the beast, but it's defeat the next big thing. I think it's to do his neck. I know it sounds crazy. Possibly it could be the injuries. Yeah, it could be the injuries. But like doing a camera clutch, you're literally just sitting on somebody, like pretending to pull on the neck. Whereas with the ankle lock, he has to put a lot of leverage on there on the ankle, and he has to get his probably get his neck into an awkward position. Yeah, true, true. Um, would you like um, probably what's probably the most random match on SmackDown since we started doing this whole review? Go on then. Undertaker defeats Build Him Up. Why? I don't know. Why? Why are they put Build Them Up in it? <laughs> build Them Up's still there. Why the oh, of course. He's, he's, he's whooping ass on velocity against all these jobbers. Uh, he, he, he had a match against Blow Job Paint up a week, didn't he, on, on fucking velocity? Yeah, well, still, like. Oh. Right, anyway, uh, Brian Kendrick scores the victory yes. with the help from Rey Mysterio, who took out Mahardy. Brian Kendrick earns a spot on the WWE SmackDown roster. Here comes Spanky. Yes. Here comes Spanky. I'm happy. Uh, Vince is going over the WrestleMania contract with his solicitor, making sure that everything is in order. And then we cut to our next match, which is Chris Benoit with Rhino versus Shelton Benjamin with Charlie Haas. Because obviously we had the first two other parts of the teams fight at the start of the program. You've got to have the other two members of each other's teams fight later on in the program. Yeah, makes makes sense. It's just what we still do to this day. Yeah. And then the legends are still out as Jesse the Body Ventura. Wow. Is then giving his two penneth on Vince McMahon and uh, and Hulk Hogan. 
He says that there's a th one thing about WrestleMania is that there's never been a bad one. <laughs> WrestleMania 9. He <laughs> says that competition isn't bad, it's good. And he says that people walk away from WrestleMania physically and psychologically drained. And then, Mean Gene Oakland is then interviewed to give his thoughts on Hulk Hogan and Vince McMahon. Uh, Vince McMahon sneaks up behind Hogan with a steel chair and whacks him in the back. Uh, Vince whacks Hogan, Hogan a few more times with the chair and he says it's been 20 years in the making. And he, Hogan, he makes his way to his feet one more time before Vince brutally whacks him one more time. Uh, Vince then grabs the contract and signs his name on the dotted line. He then gets down on his knees, stabs Hogan in the forehead with a pen and signs Hogan's part of the contract with Hogan's blood. Wow. That's a good ending. I like that. Uh, that's quite symbolic to the whole feud. It's if, if, like, if anyone does remember in a nostalgia way of the Hogan uh, Vince feud, they remember that Hogan with his <laughs> and Vince signing the contract in the blood. It's brilliant. It's so hepatitis. But it's, it's brilliant. It, yeah, it is. But this is one thing I don't get. Uh, I don't know. 
Hogan McMahon ending SmackDown. Yeah. It should have been Lesnar. Lesnar. Because that's what we've been building up for the past fucking eye on two months. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, good ending, but uh, yeah, but they want the, we we seen we worked this out a couple of episodes ago. They seem to be building at the minute these iconic moments to build next month's promo video. Yeah, I mean you've got the Rock and Hogan face to face as Raw goes off the air. That builds the still for the video, and Hogan getting his uh, contract signed in his blood by Vince. That builds the still to finish the promo video for Mania. So, are you ready for the final Monday Night Raw before WrestleMania? We're ready. It's been a marathon. This. <laughs> just. We're ready. So, it is March 24th, we are on the final, I can see Mania on the horizon. We are in Sacramento, California, it is the 24th of March. Some heat, uh, heat matches taped, obviously, before. We had Chad Collier versus Bobby Quantz. <laughs> that was a dark match. And we had Nowinski, he beat Al Snow. Well, sorry, Chad got the win over, over Bobby. Uh, Nowinski, he beat Al Snow in a dark match. And then we had the heat tapings of Maven and Tommy Dreamer beat Rosie and Jamal. Wow. Three minute warning, lost to Maven and Tommy Dreamer. They, they're going to break up very soon. I can see it happening. Yeah. Uh, Test beat Rico. Uh, Rodney Mack beat Spike Dudley. And Jazz beat Jacqueline. So, Raw kicks off. And the ramp, I saw straight away as it kicked off, was not set up on the runway. Steve Austin, vehicle, incident, segment, imminent. Yeah, 100%. He's coming. Steve Austin says that he knows he's not supposed to be out here, but he has something to say. He says he's going to stay until The Rock comes out to the ring to join him. Uh, Test, who was scheduled for the first match of the night, and Stacy come out to the ring. Uh, Test tries to reason with Austin, but Austin kicks him in the gut and gives him a stunner. Austin then slides out of the ring and sits next to Lillian Garcia. Uh, Lance Storm, who's a Test scheduled opponent, he runs down, covers Test. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Austin slides back into the ring and counts one, two, flips Storm the bird, gets up, stuns Lance Storm. Absolutely brilliant. I hope it happens all night. I hope we don't get one match. It's just Austin playing referee. It's amazing. <laughs> even the Divas. Even Divas match later. Austin runs in. Stun it to them both. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and then runs off. Uh, Bischoff's music hits and he comes out with the feds and presents Steve Austin with a restraining order. Stating that Austin must leave the arena. Uh, Eric says that if he doesn't leave the arena, he'll be arrested. And he sends the cops down to retrieve Austin. Uh, Eric announces that the viewing audience will get to see a special rock concert later tonight. I'm excited. Fuck yeah. I'm this excited. is that concert. Yeah. This is that concert. Now, Austin is getting obviously taken away from the arena. And as I said, the stage has been moved. I've got a feeling Austin's coming back in his car. Definitely. So, the life and times and trials and tribulations of Jeff Nero Hardy carry on. As we go back six months, as Jeff Hardy teams with Trish Stratus to go up against Stephen Richards and Victoria. Oh my God. It's, uh, we've gone back in the Ruthless Aggression time, time <laughs> machine. We've gone back. Trish Stratus, she gets the pinfall on Victoria and then tries to get a kiss from Jeff Hardy, but Jazz comes out and blindsides her. Go on, Jeff. So that's Jeff's. So Jeff's storyline now is I'm getting part of the women's title feud. At, <laughs> le at least he's in something. Yeah, at know. least he's doing Yeah, I suppose. Uh, Eric Bischoff looks at a monitor and discovers that Steve Austin is parked outside. Hmm. <laughs> uh, Bischoff tells Coach to go out there and tell Austin to leave the property. Uh, Coach says that he'd rather not go out there. I I've seen what he's been doing tonight and I don't really fancy a stunner. Yeah, I wouldn't want to go out there. I'm alright, thanks. 
Uh, Bischoff says that coach is going to do it or get fired. Go out and get yourself a stunner, lad. Go on, kick it, go on, or you're going to get fired. Uh, he's handed him out for fun tonight, so you're alright, coach. You'll get one, guaranteed. Booker T, he then catches Goldust looking at the Playboy issue featuring Tory Wilson. So, Tess looked at it last week. This week, it's Goldust looking at it because we've got to get the promo in. Wait, is Goldust meant to be portrayed as a gay character? Years ago, when he wanted to bang Ahmed Johnson. Two Ahmed Johnson references in one episode. Yeah. <laughs> but now he's... So he's, he's, he's obviously straight now, or he's just likes looking at women. Looks, no yeah, he just likes a bit. No, it's because Vince said, <laughs> Dustin, we're recording in a minute, make sure Playboy gets in shot. We've got to spend a lot of money on this, we have. Goldust says with his uh, shuddering, stuttering way that Booker will be the new World Heavyweight Champion. All right then, Goldie. I'd, you put your money on that, I'll put my money on Alan. And our next match is Big Papa Dump versus Christian. Uh, Steiner wins after a fallaway slam from the second rope and then gets on the mic. Oh, fuck. But fortunately, it's just his holler if you hear me phrase. I was thinking we're going to give me a fucking mic and all that shit again. Um, but is this Steiner now? Is he cemented himself in the mid card by getting a victory over Christian? Yeah. And he's now going to be a front runner in the mid card? I think he's. For the title that doesn't exist for all the mid cards on Raw? Yeah, that's what he deserves. He's just not. He's not. He's not main event. No. He's not main event material. We've covered enough of that shit. Let's <laughs> move on. Uh, coach informs Austin that Eric Bischoff wants him to leave, and he says that he'll let Bischoff know that Austin got the message. Uh, Austin just sits there and doesn't have any intentions of moving. Again, Austin vehicle segment moment imminent. Definitely guaranteed. Uh, Morley says that the World Tag Team titles have not been defended in thirty days, and then he strips Lance Storm and Regal of the belts. Ooh! So they were the tag champs. That's how much we pay attention. Obviously, they were tag champs at No Way Out, wasn't they? Because they beat Rob Van Damme and fucking Kane. Yeah. <laughs> we pay attention. Morley then awards the titles to himself and Storm. Uh, Rob Van Damme and Kane step in and ask Morley and Storm for a title shot. Uh, Morley says that there's another team equally deserving of a title shot, the Dudleys. How? We've not seen him for fucking weeks. Uh, they set up Rob Van Damme versus Kane versus the Dudleys with the winner getting a title shot at WrestleMania. That's going to be RVD and Kane. 100%. And the reason why, you've got a heel tag team. A heel versus heel. And they're both working. But you've got a Dudley Boys that are working for Morley. So, so yeah. were the Dudley Boys not, in kayfabe, were the Dudley Boys not win Rob and Kane and then just lay down at Mania? Yeah, that makes sense, doesn't it? For their boss. But, WWE. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get, get your shovels out because it's burial time. Triple H and Ric Flair versus Booker T and Goldust. Uh, Triple H was busted open during the match uh, in the hard way it seemed it wasn't a Ric Flair Somebody an actual hard open. way yeah uh, but Booker T scores the pinfall over Triple H which obviously means he is losing at Mania this Sunday yeah uh, after the break Triple H is staring aimlessly at the world title belt with Ric Flair trying to convince Triple H that he'll beat Booker at Wrestlemania it's like doubt is setting in that he might not beat Booker that Booker may work out as new world champion not a fucking million years no. <laughs> Jericho then calls Shawn Michaels out of the ring wanting to clear the air uh, Jericho says that he remembers wanting to get into Wrestlemania so he can be just like Shawn Michaels and then they show the split screen footage which is again famous in the video package for Mania of him and Michaels doing similar moves early on in their career and it's amazing how fucking similar they did look when you've got Michaels in the Rockers and Jericho in Rockers-esque inspired gear it was amazing how similar they actually looked. Yeah. Uh, Jericho says that it was becoming uh, it was becoming known as the next Shawn Michaels. 
who says that he used to be the ultimate compliment, but now he's passed on becoming the next Shawn Michaels and he wants to become the first Chris Jericho. Yes, touche. Yes. Side note, conversation we had earlier while watching Raw, when you said about Dean Ambrose trying to next be... Next Stone Cold needs to be the first Dean Ambrose first. Yeah, and that's what Chris Jericho did. Make a name for yourself. Jericho then slaps Michaels across the face when he refuses to look at him straight in the eye. Uh, Michaels then retaliates and slaps Jericho across his face. Uh, Michaels and Jericho gain... Michaels and Jericho grin at each other as we go to the break. Um, this match at Mania, to be fair, should be amazing. It should be. The, the build-ups... They've started to use... The old footage of Jericho. Why didn't we bring this in three weeks ago? But now we had to use Test and Keebler and fucking Jeff Hardy and Christian. Because they'd have had nothing else left to do for three weeks. But, yeah, but they should have built up more on this. On Jericho wanting to be Shawn Michaels and for years. And they could have built on this more. A lot more, I think. Put a lot more thought into it. Build up on how Jericho wanted to... And he wanted to emulate and be Shawn Michaels. Instead of the last Mania before... I'm glad they got it in. And the split screen was brilliant. But the last Mania before... Uh, the last row before Mania to get it in... This should, this should have been the start of the feud. This should have been the, the foundations of the feud and built up from here. To get an extra couple of thousands. I just think more interest. Yeah, I just think more interest, definitely. But there's still going to be interest. It's still going to be one of the matches of the night. Yeah. Um, the Rock, we cut to The Rock. He says he's got a fantastic idea. Uh, Bischoff says every time Rock has an idea, Bischoff gets his ass kicked, <laughs> which is fucking <laughs> dead right. The Rock says that they should set up speakers outside so that Steve Austin can hear The Rock concert. Uh, Rob Van Damme Kane is our next match going up against the Dudley Boys number one contenders uh, goes on to get to face the tag champs at Mania uh, late in the match Morley comes down to distract the referee Lance Storm runs in and accidentally kicks the Dudley Boys uh, Kane then chokeslams Devon and Rob Van Damme hits the five star for the win to set up the Raw tag title match at Mania awesome it had to be it was the only, it was the only I think that's obviously coming out of Mania if they want to carry on the storyline with the Dudleys and Chief Morley you've got Lance Storm kicking him in the face, so that little bit of dissension, so something to use going forward. But setting up Mania, I think Kanan, uh, obviously we saw it um, at the last pay-per-view, but take away Storm, uh, Regal, and now put in Valvinus. But yeah, it's not his best, they've done best of what they've got. The only face tag team on Raw is getting a title shot. Makes sense. Tag, the, the tag team division on both brands is oh, shagged. He's absolutely shagged, absolutely shagged. So it is time for the Rock concert. I'll tell you what, the absolute best part about being here in Sacramento is in about an hour and a half, The Rock is going to leave Sacramento. <laughs> no better song to start off the show with this. Huh. Leaving Sacramento. Sacramento. Sacramento, there I go. They got some fat ass women there, and Rock is gonna just say no. <laughs> what a song, just say no. Well, I might take a plane, I might take a train. How do you people live here? You must be insane. I'm leaving Sacramento. Sacramento, I won't stay. Check this out, check this out. Check it out. But I'll be sure to come back when the Lakers beat the Kings in May. <laughs> uh, the Rock comes out with his Willie Nelson signed acoustic guitar. Sits in the middle of the ring. Uh, he sucks up to the Sacramento crowd but quickly turns on him. And he sings an, an anti-Sacramento song followed by a few anti-Austin songs. Uh, Austin still sitting in his truck outside listening to the concert. 
um, vehicle Austin segment imminent <laughs> fucking capital letters uh, eventually we see an ambulance pull into the arena and drive into the arena uh, Austin then speeds into the arena behind the ambulance and drives right up to the ring now again going back to what I said earlier you're doing your driving lessons hazard awareness there's an ambulance in your way and you are speeding probably breaking the speed limit to be driving indoors around the ambulance you are coming round the fucking aisleway and up to the ring Shut that I don't what would they recommend what, how would they how would your instructor recommend approaching that what would be the hazards the, the 13,000 fans inside the arena uh, maybe the say, person in the ambulance he'd be like check your wing mirrors check your interior exterior M- mirror check, signal manoeuvre yeah signal left go around the outside <laughs> pull on in make sure you don't like run anybody over I, I think that's what my just make sure you don't yeah. run anybody over I think that's the key there and Austin is he, he's proven throughout the years to be fair that he's not bad at driving into arenas and I wouldn't want to be in a car with still Stone Cold oh he's a bit deadly he's a yeah. bit deadly The Rock then he orders police officers to come down and arrest Austin instead main event Hurricane jumps out of the truck and throws The Rock on top of the cab uh, the coppers they arrest Hurricane for what exactly he's in a wrestling ring <laughs> I don't know what no, exactly yeah. uh, poor main event Hurricane um, suddenly Austin emerges from under a blanket on a flatbed of the truck which is fucking brilliant yeah absolutely brilliant uh, Austin stomps a mud hole on the rock who eventually uh, slips out of the ring and escapes uh, Austin then tries to lure the rock back into the ring but the rock with his usual cocky rocky uh, but then Austin decides to uh, destroy his uh, guitar instead as Raw goes off the air the last more Raw before Wrestlemania you have got Stone Cold Steve Austin destroying his Willie Nelson guitar Amazing. Ray ending proper attitude here feel. Especially having him driving into the arena as well. Yeah. I um I think though with the with this it's the uh, older oh he's he's won. He's got the upper hand and the raw. Yeah, but who's got the upper hand really? Austin. That's what I like. But has he? Because Rock slipped away. He's running away. Yeah, but he got away. He's co- he's getting his cocky heel rocky though. Hollywood rock. To, to, crafty to me it's, it's it's telling me that the rocks gonna win at mania well that's the thing and that's the problem and that's i think because back then i don't think it was as obvious as it is now that if someone has a good um a good finish to the go home show they're gonna have a bad run at the pay-per-view because that's how it's always been and it, it's right it, it is right we just didn't realize it by then but anyway it's been a long hard slog of a road and a little bit racist to wrestlemania but are you ready for the final smackdown I am ready. Let's get there. So it is the final SmackDown before WrestleMania. It is March the 27th. We are San Jose in California. The Velocity tapings, as always, we had Shofunaki defeating Jamie Noble. We had Johnny Stamboli defeating Tajiri. And Bill DeMott defeated Apollo Khan. <laughs> what, what a name. Apollo Cruz crossed with the... Amir great, Khan. Amir Khan. <laughs> Our first match of the night is Rey Mysterio and Brian Kendrick versus Matt Hardy and Shannon Moore. Uh, Matt Hardy pins Kendrick after hitting a twist of fate. Um, it's nice to use Brian Kendrick exactly how they should, throwing him in with the cruiserweights. Yeah. Because he's perfect for that division. Uh, but Rey Mysterio then clears the ring after the match and hits the 619 and West Coast Pop onto Shannon Moore. Matt Hardy re-enters the ring and delivers a twist fate onto Rey Mysterio, which makes me think is that, that Rey Mysterio's going to go over at Mania. If we're going on that logic that Matt Hardy looks stronger on that segment. That's what I'm thinking, that's what's pointing towards for me. 
Hulk Hogan enters the arena with Jimmy Hart. What? And his son, Nick. And his son? Nick. How old's Nick here at this point? Young. Is he? Young. Child. Hulk asks Jimmy to take Nick to the dressing room while he takes care of some business brother. Roddy Piper then appears. Hot Rod, he's there. All these legends, Smackdown are pulling out the legends. Roddy says that they'll either be a McMahon or a McNothing, which is a perfect line. Absolutely perfect So he's going with McMahon. He's going with McMahon. Uh, Hogan says um, that on and off for 20 years, him and Vince have been the best of friends. He says that he's seen Vince do a lot of bad and often illegal things. <laughs> Steroids. <laughs> he says that if people think Vince was a genius, then they should know that he's an evil genius. Hogan talks about getting screwed by Vince and The Rock at No Way Out and said that he never thought Vince would stoop to the level that he did last week. Um, Hulk asked the Hulkamaniacs if he should have put his career on the line at WrestleMania and admits that maybe he shouldn't have done it, but he will because he's a man of his word. Which, so Hulk Hogan's career is now on the line. Is this? Against Vince at Mania. Oh, that... Could this be the end of Hulkamania? Nah. But does, does that obviously not now tell you who's going to win? Yeah, Hulk Hogan's going to win, man. He says, Hogan says that his fight with Vince is going to be a fight like you've never seen before. Uh, Hogan warns that it will be a Hulk Hogan that you've also never seen before. He says that to win a fight, you've got to know how to dig in the gutter and reach new lows, like finger poker doom. Uh, he says that he doesn't really know if Hulkamania will live forever, but he says that when Hulkamania, Hulkamania runs wild at WrestleMania, he'll leave Vince laying in his own blood. Ooh. I'm quite looking forward to this scrap. I do remember watching it years ago. Uh, when it did happen, it was quite the bloody mess. Yeah, it was instant from everywhere. And Ric Flair was so proud. So proud of my boys. <laughs> my blading boys. Our next match of the night is Charlie Haas with Shelton Benjamin versus Eddie Guerrero with Charvo Guerrero. Uh, Eddie pins Haas to pick up the victory. Um, who's the favourite going into the tag team title match? Because everybody keeps beating everybody. My favourite's Los Guerreros. See, I'd be going with Team Angle or Benoit and Rhino. But again, it, it, there's no standout favourite. That's good. I like that. Ish. I think there needs to be a favourite and an underdog. Never is in a triple threat. Ah, me. I think they should be. I think they should be. Anyway, we cut to the full-blooded Italians on the street doing business, uh, beating up a guy who didn't have their money. So basically, <laughs> FBI are drug dealers now, I think. Oh, my God. He's looking that way. Stereotyping. He's fucking finest. And then we go backstage to Josh Matthews. Uh, he's interviewing Brock Lesnar. Brock says the only thing on his mind is winning the WWE title at WrestleMania. Uh, Taker then asks Nathan Jones if he's ready for his match tonight. Uh, Nathan says that he's already had it. <laughs> Nathan then opens the door of the locker room and we see Chuck Palumbo laid out on the floor. What's he doing? Beating up people backstage. Uh, Taker laughs it off and said he's going to tell him what's good and what's bad about what he just did. That sort of shit gives Taker a fucking semi, I'm telling you. <laughs> Taker loves that sort of shit. Uh, but then we get a video package of Vince McMahon training for his match with Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania. Is it another Rocky montage? It's video? a Rocky montage of Vince. Like the one he me. had with uh, the chicken. He was <laughs> shaving man. man. <laughs> uh, Tony Wilson is up next against Nidia, who's obviously got Jamie Noble in her corner. Uh, footage is shown of a press conference that took place at the Playboy Mansion. Tony beats Nidia and escapes before Noble can get her. Uh, then Nathan Jones, he controls himself as he bumped into his WrestleMania opponents. Big Show and A-Train, they make it clear that their issues with Nathan are going to be settled at WrestleMania. And then the Sean O'Hare egotistical knobhead vignettes have started up again uh, with, I'm not already telling you something you all don't already know. Um, it seems to have, like, they disappeared over the last few weeks. I know we've seen him backstage telling Dawn Marie to get her tits out uh, and all sorts of stuff, but we've not seen these vignettes and I'm glad they're back and love these vignettes. I want Sean O'Hare to start wrestling. Start wrestling, man. 
And then up next is Big Show and A-Train against the SmackDown favourites of Chris Benoit and Rhino. Late in the match, Nathan Jones runs in and attacks Big Show and A-Train, causing the DQ. Big Show and A-Train turn the tables and start beating on Nathan Jones until Undertaker makes the save. So who's the favourite coming into Mania? And now you've got to think that the streak isn't a thing at the minute. It doesn't exist. It obviously does exist, but no one knows about it. They don't talk about it. Oh, I'd say... Actually, train a big show because if you're you handicapped the, with Nathan if, Jones. If you look at the matches that have, have gone on in the past, and I'm talking about, I'm going back to No Way Out now when it was the big show versus The Undertaker. The Undertaker beat the big show on his own. So who's to say that big show and A Train will beat The Undertaker and Nathan Jones together? I just don't see, I just can't, I don't see it happening. No, me neither. So we go backstage. Kurt Angle is asking where Brock Lesnar's dressing room is. Uh, Kurt enters the dressing room and confronts Brock. He says he never wanted to admit it, but him and a Brock are a lot alike. He points out that there's one big difference in that Brock is just a kid. He says this Sunday at WrestleMania, Brock's life is going to change forever. He says it doesn't matter who wins, the match will change wrestling forever. Probably got a point there, yeah. uh, knowing what we know now. He says that he and Brock are the best this business has to offer. It's correct. He says that if Brock ends his career this Sunday, he's okay with it because he's done it all. He says this WrestleMania is Brock's first and it may very well be his last. Uh, Brock says that he knows Kurt is going to jump him in a locker room or in a dark alley. Is he going to jump in a dark Wait from it, an arena. He says, I'm coming for you, Brock. But Brock <laughs> says he's going to wait until WrestleMania. He says the WWE title means more to him than anything in the world. Brock says that he's damn willing to lay it all on the line this Sunday. He says that he's £295 of a big freaking kid. And this kid is coming for the WWE title. Loved it. Felt bothered now. It's first that's first promo backstage segment match where I've actually felt bothered about Brad Lesnar versus Kurt Angle because you've got two wrestling machines who are going to lay it all on the line and kick the fuck out of each other. Yeah, that's what you want. I mean, that's what that's what I've been waiting for for this this match. I want I want something to pique my interest. It's okay, like watching them, you know, have tag team matches here, there, everywhere. But like, I want to see those two go one on one. No gimmicks, no nobody getting involved, nothing like that. I just want to see Brock Lesnar versus Kurt Angle in the middle of the ring. And that's what we're going to get at WrestleMania. That's what I want. That's what everybody wants. Yeah, totally agree. Up next, because we had Charlie Haas versus Eddie earlier, we are having Shelton Benjamin versus Chavo Guerrero. Bit of a theme for the last month throughout this tag team division. We'll fake each other one-on-one. We'll, they, they come out with us, and then vice versa. Next week, we'll flip teams, and next week, we'll flip teams again. Let's do on Raw. No storyline. It's like the fucking Divas division of Raw at the minute is a SmackDown. He's uh, tag team division on SmackDown. Uh, Charvo, he pulls out the victory over Shelton. Uh, Shelton and Charlie Aston attack Los Guerreros with the title belts after the match. But Benoit and Rhino run down to make the save, chasing Team Angle away. Same old shit, just replace the teams. Up next, he's finally getting a fucking match. It is Rikishi versus the Doctor of Fugonomics, John Cena. Uh, Cena tries to knock Rikishi out with a chain, but Rikishi kicks out. Uh, Cena then later pins Rikishi after an amazing Death Valley driver onto the 300-pounder. F you alert. I believe this is the first time he uses it. We did a Death Valley driver. It's, yeah, but that, they called it Death Valley driver on commentary. So this is because the first FU. Because to jump in the time machine only a couple of weeks... Um, he changes the name of the Death Valley, gives it a name as the FU to combat Brock Lesnar's F5. And that's where the FU comes from. So it's fuck you to the F5. Yeah. But this is the first time he's used it. 
So we're now starting to see possibly a new finisher from the Doctor. Uh, John Cena grabs the mic and calls out Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Brock doesn't appear, so John Cena says he's going to go and get some and charges backstage. Arnold Schwarzenegger is backstage. What? Arnie? Arnie gives his comments on Hulk Hogan versus Vince McMahon. <laughs> Arnie says that Vince created WrestleMania and Hulkamania and hopes that Hulk understands that. So Arnie's siding with Vince. <laughs> Arnie predicts that Hulk Hogan will win because he's such in a phenomenal shape. Arnie's siding with Hogan. Arnie's sat on Vince. And we go backstage to John Cena. He's looking for Brock, but Brock sneaks and attacks Cena until Kurt Angle enters and breaks a 2x4 over Brock Lesnar's ribs to end the episode of Smackdown and to end this road to Wrestlemania it's been a long one it's been a long road very very long road that is a long it's a long road that just just you know just 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 let people know we started recording at half past 11 this morning <laughs> it is now quarter to four in the afternoon so we, but that's we, with stops and starts and breaks and stuff yeah it's been fun yeah. though I mean, I've Gen we're, not, we're, not, we're not one record kids not yet no, <laughs> no definitely not but shall we so as we've got to the end of Raw Smackdown run down the card and get us ready for Wrestlemania 100% you see So, WrestleMania will be taking place in March the 30th from Safeco Field in Seattle, Washington. The card has confirmed for this mammoth. It's not like these days, is it? It's not only four hours. I hope not, anyway. Yeah, Imagine four hours there. It's been years since I've watched it, so I'm quite looking forward to it. But the card itself will be Lance Storm and Chief Morley versus Kane and Rob Van Dam for the tag titles. For the Cruiserweight title, it will be Matt Hardy versus Rey Mysterio. In the tag team affair, it will be Undertaker and Nathan Jones versus Big Show and A-Train. Triple threat match for the WWE Women's title, Trish Stratus, Victoria and Jazz. Triple threat match for the WWE Tag Team Championship, Team Angle, Los Guerreros and Benoit and Rhino. Singles affair, Shawn Michaels versus Chris Jericho. WWE World Heavyweight Championship match, Triple H versus Booker T. Not interesting. Because people like you don't deserve to be champions. In a street fight, Hulk Hogan versus Mr. McMahon. Interesting. In thrice in a lifetime, The Rock for one more time against Stone Cold. 100% interesting. And for the WWE title, Brock Lesnar against Kurt Angle. 1 billion percent interested in that match. So before we close out this episode uh, of uh, Raws and Smackdowns as we end this road to WrestleMania, who's top dog? Raw, Smackdown combined since No Way Out finished to the Smackdown before across both brands which brand's the best brand no across across but which which wrestler across both brands who is who's number one who stood out on the on the past five weeks of raw and smackdown as we lead into wrestlemania just think the two main matches if you class the title belts as the main belts the two main matches consist of booker t triple h kurt angle and brock lesnar who's 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 number one who stood out out of everybody in the roster throughout this last month and this last episode for me, it's, it's going to have to be somebody on Raw, and, and that person is Triple H. He stood out, he's, he's been What, there. for calling Booker T a slave? Yeah, for all the wrong <laughs> reasons, he's 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 the top dog. For me, it's the game. Triple H! How's he the top dog for beating up on Goldust? He's there, he's there, the thing is with Triple 
the thing is Triple H is he's not no he's no 2017 Brock Lesnar he's no, there every course. week in and out oh no he is there every week in and out uh, for me the top dog uh, I'd, I'd probably give it to Kurt Angle because he's been involved in everything. He's had backstage kits for Stephanie. Um, he's had the little moment. With it. Obviously, he's not wrestled because, um, well, that's it. Yeah, I, I do give it to Kurt Angle because he's not wrestled and he's still been able to keep himself as the main guy and so relevant. And, and still people enjoying being on screen. Like the stuff he did with Eric Angle was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. Well, for me, I'm, I'm going with Triple H. But more importantly, are you ready for our first WrestleMania? 100%. And I think it's about, I think it's, this is the right time for us to make our little announcement about the main event at WrestleMania. Now we have no idea how this is going to go down. It could be terrible. But what we're going to do for the first time ever, we're going to live watch the main event of WrestleMania. So we're going to live watch the WWE title match between Kurt Angle and Brock Lesnar. Now fuck knows what's going to happen when it gets to Wrestle City. It's going to be very, very, very interesting. But we're going to give it a go. But we're going to live watch that. Um, but yeah, for, for me, I can't wait for it. I think it's been a good build. It's, it's going to be a good mania. It's going to steady build. It's all helped with The Rock and Austin. I mean, that has helped over the last couple of months. But yeah, I'm ready for WrestleMania. I'm also ready for WrestleMania. <laughs> so that has been episode 18 of the Art Era podcast. We're getting there. We are getting, we are nearly at our first WrestleMania. And... Coincidentally, our 19th episode will be WrestleMania 19. It will be WrestleMania. How fucking good are we? Yeah. How fucking good are we? Time that right. <laughs> Fluked it. Yeah. <laughs> well, CJ, would you like to tell them where they can find us on all social media platforms? You can find us at RA Error Podcast on Facebook and also on Twitter. And don't forget to check out the latest edition of the Calling Spots magazine. Um, you can buy it. It's available now on digital format and in hard copy. Um, you go to callingspots.com uh, and go and order your copy. And if you flick right to the back page, you may find something from us. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. And also, <laughs> don't forget to go on our website. That's where everything RA Error podcast stuff is. is. You've got articles from Mike. You've got bonus episodes that when I'm running through the heat and velocities and come and join me for Starburst, Snickers and PlayStation fun-filled action. It's match sponsor, match sponsor. But yeah, guys, as always, you probably listen to this on SoundCloud, on iTunes, through IRA Podcast. Uh, we love all the support we're getting and may it continue. And from Dave. And from CJ. Peace, peace out, out, people. people.